Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and thank you for joining another episode of Mario's Minute here. This is Mario's Minute, episode 15. In case you do not know, this is a monthly podcast I do. This typically comes out near the end of every month. I've been doing this for 15 months straight now at this point. And in case you do not know about this at all, I can fill you in a little bit. This is a podcast where I generally just talk about really whatever the hell I want to. I like to have, you know, kind of a personal type thing on here. Really, the way I sell this is I used to do gameplay commentaries where I'd take some gameplay, record it, and then talk about, you know, life, topics, stories, what have you, and put them up on my YouTube channel. And those were pretty much, you know, 10, 15 minute type podcast things. So what is a podcast? Just a longer version of that without the gameplay. Anyways, uh, this is my way of, you know, connecting to you all personally, sharing some anecdotes, all that stuff. Uh, It might be modding related, it might not be. Sometimes I talk about that, sometimes it's not all related to games, and sometimes we have guests. I'm trying to do a guest every other month on here. Uh, Last month, of course, we did not have one, but at the beginning of the year, we had Modern Vintage Gamer on here, which that was a really fun episode to do. So, uh, of course, this is a podcast as well, if you are interested in... I guess the medium is checking it out. Uh, There is a video of it available where if you want to comment about it, uh, that's the best place to do it on my YouTube channel, Mr. Mario 2011. Although the video doesn't really have that much to it, it's just a cool audio visualizer that you can have on screen. However, this is available at most places you can listen to podcasts at. Just fire up your favorite podcast search engine or application and look for Mario's Minute and it's available there. So, For example, if you're checking this out on YouTube and you want the MP3 to go, I'm a podcast listener. I really like having the audio stuff, so I don't blame you, but that's what it's all there for. You can check it out, subscribe on your hopefully favorite podcasting platform. Anyways, again, this is a, (laughs) this is an every other month episode, which means that we have a guest on been doing well so far and we have a uh, a bit of a special guest i'm actually really excited to bring this guy on i've been wanting him on here for a while and he has not been a stranger to the channel in many different ways so uh, we're gonna be doing some groundbreaking stuff here but uh i guess <laughs> i just I, I i gotta ask all right as i always ask my guests who the hell are you i am uh i guess you probably know me as squid tan squid i don't know i've been on like a couple older videos you um you, you have been but you've been under uh, an artist name i guess we can say and yeah also been uh making a bunch of music you've probably heard on the channel under the alias payama and ma- that is also me it is it is worldwide reveal right here the first time we're listening to payama <laughs> but <laughs> But you've been, but yeah, but you've been on here for a while. I, I I know. So I'm just gonna use your real name, Tanner. Is that all good? No, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, you doxing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Tanner and I go way back on here, and I know I, I invited you on to this. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, but I invited you on about a week ago, and you were all for it. And I kind of spun this up, like it was a few days ago. I ran it by you, and I said, y- you know what? It's been a long, long time since you've been on the channel, and you've been on the channel as Tan Squid, and I know on Twitter you're Pajama Peter, but I I was thinking, I was like, you know, at this point, people would know you as Payama, as the guy who does the music, not explicitly for the channel, but I use your music a ton on here, and I just asked, I was like, do you want to come on as your artist name, and then we can reveal the rest, and you said you were down for it. Yeah, when you first asked me, like, <clears throat> a day after, I kind of started thinking, I was like, you know, 
I've been making music long enough that it's like not totally bad, so I could be like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll put my actual name behind it now. <laughs> it's probably about time. <laughs> and I mean, it's like I was thinking about how to do it, and I was like, well, it's not really something I would tweet about. It's not really on brand for me because on brand is just never saying anything. <laughs> I got you, but um, like, like I don't know, it just seemed like it makes sense. Yeah. No, and, and we're here now. We're here now. But at, at that point, I mean, really, we're just going to be talking, you know, friend to friend at this point. And it's like, so, uh, Tanner, I guess before we get into anything else, what, what exactly do you do on the Internet? Um, I guess music is like the thing I make the most just because it's super easy to do myself. So that's probably like what I've been doing the most of, honestly. But, uh, you know, I got a got a anime youtube channel we make it a bridge series uh just <laughs> that doesn't come out very often like ever last one was like five months ago so that's a uh, kia bridge right <laughs> yeah uh we did just record for episode four though so right on that should be up in a few months i don't know okay. it'll be a bit but all right all right i do need to see that that's on the zoltan squid channel which i i lended some lines on the uh on the first episode i believe it it's funny, I, I remember because when you had me do that, it was fun to participate, but <laughs> I don't think I told you this. The first time I watched it, I saw it with my girlfriend, and it caught me off guard when I heard my own voice because it had been so long from when I submitted to the lines <laughs> to when I watched it that I forgot that I participated. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a while ago. You just kind of like pop up in the middle. It's like, oh, yeah, there's there's Danny. Yeah, it, it, it happens. It happens. The, the funny thing is, too, it seems to be kind of a overall consensus. I've never seen K, but everyone seems to say that the abridged series is better than the actual anime. See, I mean, I think a lot of people say that, but I think a lot of those people might be uh, like just kids who think abridged series is awesome. But <laughs> that first episode makes me cringe a little bit on the inside at parts. I'm just like, oh, why didn't I fix that? <laughs> I think as a creator, though, like if you're conscious of that stuff, that's what you're going to do. Because there's some people who they'll pick like some of my older videos and say, oh, these were really good. These were great. And I'm like, no, man, they really weren't. And it's just it's, it's an ever evolving thing, which I, I understand that. Um but no, even so, like my girlfriend, for example, who she's not a kid, she's an adult and she's got, you know, good taste in most things, I would say. Uh, she saw Kay abridged with me. She enjoyed all the episodes that she saw of it. And I believe at one point she tried watching the actual anime and she just kind of stopped one or two episodes in. And she's like, yeah, nah, the, the abridged was better, man. <laughs> I mean, the, the show itself is like super confusing and like. I had I remember the first time I watched it it just didn't make any sense so I was like I got I got to watch this again cuz like what the what the fuck happened <laughs> It's like so confusing and just like oddly directed so I was like well I'll just make it a clusterfuck and at least add jokes yeah <laughs> No I I feel that I know when I was in college that was like I guess like with a bridge series and all that the first time I'd heard of Annie was of course DBZ abridged and I knew of people who were watching it in high school and it was, you know, just kind of a kiddie thing. Haha, ha, it's funny. But then the first time I really paid attention to it was in college where I was in a computer lab and there were some dudes who were unironically watching it like as, you know, kind of background noise or kind of to pay attention to kind of eat dinner to between coding sessions and all that stuff. And it was really funny to listen to. And it's like, oh, I see why people like this. It's just 
a funnier and more efficient way of getting the story. Yeah, well, DBZ of Bridge, that's like the the ultimate like pinnacle of just like condensing the show down and also making it way funnier. Right. It's like like that's the heights most people aspire to, but like no one really ever achieves. <laughs> right, right. I, I know there's been some others. Like I think wasn't there Helsing abridged, which that's done once oh, yeah, yeah. once a year. It's done like October thirty first of every year, and then well, that's um uh, that's Team Four Star, and they actually basically are done doing abridging now because they directed like an actual movie dub mm-hmm. for some sh- uh, movie called Hells or something. Hmm. about time i, I mean like and, and not even any insult to the abridged stuff it's just you know i'm sure that they got to a point where they said you know what we could we can make our own thing or we can just do in this case do our own dub we don't have to rely on doing abridged stuff constantly yeah exactly and like i gotta i gotta check the movie out because there is a good bunch of prominent people in like a bridge series that are in this actual fucking movie so it's like oh it's actually kind of cool to hear these people do actual work instead of just a bunch of jokes on the internet that's awesome I know uh, what was going on with the uh, the bridge stuff. I so I don't follow Team Four Star at all. I've just seen you know the odd few videos here and there, and I don't think it's happened for a while. But I know for a while it was like a yearly tradition where their YouTube channel would just get completely terminated and go down, <laughs> and then they would have to because it went down for copyright reasons or whatever, and they'd have to appeal it and be like, no. The copyright holders have told us, and we have it in writing, that they're okay with this, and this is legally okay to do under parody law. Please release the channel, and then they do. But it was just, I know for a while it was a yearly thing where it's like, at least once a year, the channel would get terminated and then come back. Yeah, I don't think that's happened in quite a while. Like, maybe 2017? I don't know if it happened in 2018. I don't remember that, but... It it definitely <clears throat> was like almost yearly of just like, oh yeah, your uh, your channel's gone. Uh, <laughs> manual or it's like automatic copyright claims for just like Toei Animation stuff, and it's like, well, c- come on, we've talked to these guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that happens to like tons of stuff. They tried to do an Attack on Titan a bridge. I was gonna bring and, that like, up actually. Yeah, what what do you yeah, know? Yeah, just. The the first episode, it's still available on, like, other channels, but Team Four Star got sent, like, a cease and desist from whoever the animation studio is or, like, production committee or something, mm-hmm. and they were like, you you need to take this down, like, or we will sue the shit out of you, because mm-hmm. and- <laughs> it was still when Attack on Titan was, like, super, super hot, so it kind of makes sense. It's like, they'd be pretty aggressive about it. They don't want people... I think it's because a lot of people were, like, linking at places and saying, oh, watch this instead of the actual show i do remember that happening and yeah i remember that they only made one episode of it and people were really excited because yeah at the time attack on titan was the new hotness and it's like oh shit there's going to be an abridged version of this this is even better and then i do remember they kind of like they as in team four star were like hey uh this is the one and only episode we're doing because we can't do it so they did it so I, I didn't know about that they did receive a cease and desist while as for the other companies that handle dragon ball z and such they're just like hey uh it's totally cool if you do that it's parody law it's all good just uh don't make money off of it directly please so i know that they to my understanding they made their money off patreon because they couldn't put ads on the videos on youtube yeah and they have like a gaming channel to kind of supplement income as well okay and it's like it makes sense and it's most companies actually like don't even do the like they don't go through the effort of cease and desist like at most they'll manually strike your videos which happened to 
like the first episode of K. I remember that <laughs> ripped apart by King Records. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I guess they own the rights to K, but they're like a music studio. Um, but yeah, that was super annoying. They just kept like striking it. But after the first one and after like disputing it, I guess they just they're like, oh, OK, yeah, I, I, I do. <laughs> I, I do remember talking to you about that because I, I remember like you uploaded it and it got the strike. And then you tried uploading it again, and it because it was the same video, it was it, it wasn't another strike. It was just it got blocked instantly. Um, and then you tried doing like all these different changes, and it kept getting claimed or struck here and there. So I think like in the end, you, you just got frustrated and disputed it, and you won the dispute. Thankfully, congratulations on that. But yeah, that that's one thing I was actually gonna check on. So since then, there hasn't been any other strikes against it, right? In the other episodes. No, I think. Even in the, the only thing I think in the first one, there's like, um, what do you call it? They've got like some matched music and some so like stuff. So in it's there. a content ID match, but, or a content ID claim, yeah. but it's not a strike. And it's like, oh, they'll claim the ad revenue from this video, but the video can't make ad revenue. So <laughs> it doesn't affect anything at all. Right, right. You're just in a situation where you just want the video to be up and publicly viewable. Yeah. And I mean, like. Yeah, I don't think uh, episode two and episode three, there's no, like, strikes. There's no, it's not blocked anywhere as far as I know. Okay. Like, they're, they're both clean. So I, I never, ever since that one, it's been A-OK. I never remember either of those going down. And, and I know that the way YouTube works is, uh, like, with that video, for example, you know, uh, King Records could have either denied the strike or they could have, you know, taken you to court. Thankfully, they didn't. Or they could have just ignored it and it would have fallen off. But the thing is, if they deny it or if they ignore it, then they can't strike the video down again. So they can't strike the first episode down. They could strike down the other episodes. But the fact that they haven't, to me, shows that at this point they just realize, you know what? Hey, it's going to stay up. We don't care at this point. Also, I think... The first one got struck because it contains like a solid unbroken like 30 seconds of footage whereas the other ones are so like they're way more chopped up. Gotcha. So I don't think I've included I haven't included like any big stretches of animation since then but there's like a couple scenes where I use like basically just (laughs) like 30 seconds straight of the show. No, I get that. I get that. that, That'll that'll get you. It will. Just a bit. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, it's, it's, like, super frustrating. But at the same time, I was, like, really bummed because I remember the video got, like, a thousand views and then went down. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that shit. I mean, I mean, it's doing. Let me even double check it right now. But last time I'm I checked, sure I know every time I look, I'm like, damn, I'm impressed with this. Yeah, I think the first episode's at, like, 150K or something. Something like that. Which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, episode one's 155K. Episode two's 33K. Episode three is 4.8K. And honestly, I mean, for... (laughs) Well, here's the thing. For an episode, like, for for a series that you all are doing here and there on a channel that you really don't promote, that's really good. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've uh, looked at a bunch of other channels and people who do... Like, they just are more consistent with uploads and like even some of those channels don't like their first episode doesn't break a hundred thousand i'm like well jesus <laughs> i really really picked a decent show to do this for because like no one else has successfully abridged the show so yeah i was like well 
<laughs> might as well do something no one else has done instead of like be like the 27th attack on titan abridged or something right right i even looked and it looks like someone was a uh, because uh, i'm just looking up k abridged on youtube right now and uh oh no i was gonna say someone was trying to steal your swag it was like no k abridged episode one randomness from six years ago and there was another from yeah. seven years ago so you weren't the first ones here but you're probably the best ones that um that randomness one i actually watched that before we uploaded our first episode and like the description is like i tried to abridge this show it didn't really work these are the only clips i had i'm not gonna make any more yeah i think uh, <laughs> looking at the description here this is my abridged of k unfortunately this anime's awesome graphics and constant movement make it hard to edit however in a measly six hours i made this concoction <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he's not wrong. The animation is like, it looks really cool at a lot of spots, but it's just like, it makes you want to tear your hair out if you got to like go in there frame by frame and do stuff. I totally understand. <laughs> not uh, not optimal, but I think I'm, uh, I'm actually going to get some help editing the next one. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do it by myself, so. Right on. At the very least, I'll get someone to do the sound. So that that kills me. I'm like the worst at audio editing. And, and to me, it's <laughs> surprisingly. And to me, it sounded pretty nice. Like the the third episode, I actually balanced it a lot better. The second one is all over the map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like unlistenable, but it's it's pretty uh, not great. But it's just it's weird. Like I can make songs, but when it comes to trying to edit audio in premiere i'm just like i don't i don't get it sometimes it's i don't want to say it's hard sometimes it's just it's annoying to deal with it's a very tedious process and after you go through and do all like the little mouth flap movements it's like dude come on mm-hmm. I, I had to do that so so not like the mouth flap thing but like i my girlfriend and i had worked on a video together that she was doing for a class and she just talks quieter than me naturally so i had to go in and and it was funny because when we were recording it, she's like, damn it, we have to re-record this whole thing. And I asked why. She's like, because you can barely hear me. I'm like, oh, no, this is going to cause me like another 10 minutes of work, but I can fix this. So I had to go in and amplify the audio on everything and cut out, you know, the background noise. And then specifically every time she spoke, I had to bump up the decibels a certain amount. Oh, and then because I, I imagine you only use the one mic, so you'd have to like yeah, it, go back exactly. And, forth. and thankfully, we didn't have any sections where we were talking over each other, so it made it a lot easier. Where I was just like, okay, here's my part, here's her part, here's my part, here's her part. No, that's optimal. Yeah, <laughs> at least it wasn't just like a total clusterfuck of just like yelling over each other exactly no no longer having to do the thing where it's like for example we talk over skype and you don't want to record it in stereo because one person's on the left channel one person on the right channel so you just make it all lazy and you hit mono and record that way and just pray to whatever deity you believe in that the audio is going to magically sync up but it's not really going to be super well balanced because it's fucking skype Oh man, Skype! That's just—it's a—it's a nightmare, man. <laughs> oh, I'm—I'm I'm one of those people. I—I I refuse to talk on Skype now. At this point, the—the the other day, it automatically downloaded and updated on my desktop, and I was like, "No, what the fuck are you doing?" And I immediately ripped it out. So even like, if a friend of mine online wants to catch up or something, I'm like, "Hey, I will like." If you got Discord, awesome. If you have another service that we can use, that's fine. I can download it just as long as it's not Skype. I mean, I think Google Hangouts is pretty ubiquitous or don't they have something else now for video calling? i mean hangouts is hangouts though is the problem you know who the fuck uses hangouts 
That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, some people do. For <laughs> for calling, I, I think there was, well, for audio calling, I want to say there was Allo or Allo, Google Allo, and I think there was another one. They've got, they've got one called Duo. Duo, that's it. And I think those are deprecated. I think Google has said they're phasing those out. <laughs> that's really good. I'm glad they put down my phone by default. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I saw it there, but I, I was like, I'm never going to use this. Yeah, I and it had good implementation, too. Like, even so, we're all starting on, like, certain versions of Android OS. They pretty much stealth installed Allo and Duo on there. So if you message someone through it, like, if I messaged you through it, like, sent you a text message, you'd get a pop-up through allo in this case and it'd be like hey danny has allo you can reply to him on here do you want to download the app so you could just download the app in like five seconds and then bam we're talking on there hmm. yeah that's not so bad but it's like uh i feel like google just like pretty much just tries to get their their hand in every or their finger in every pie you know and it's like ah, it didn't work out but uh that we've made some technology i guess yeah yeah we'll probably sell this to someone yeah and you know this is actually one thing i had this on the list and i guess i can get to this a lot earlier than i expected but speaking of google technology and throwing their hat into things did you see stadia at all stadia no what's what is uh, what is stadia? oh you just woke up a few hours ago all right all right so i i, I think you probably missed this so earlier today uh, right now i'm recording this i'm recording this episode early ish um compared to when it releases but i'm recording it on march 19th so just a heads up if there's any other details that if there's details that we get wrong or we don't know here and they're confirmed in like a few days that's why we just don't know them yet uh but stadia right now is google's attempt i want to say that it's their attempt at doing cloud gaming and it it looks it looks real cool like i'm one of the few people i'm like oh this is actually pretty dope and it's supposed to be where i don't know how the service exactly is like what the payment system is but let's say you know you pay for it you have stadia all set up you should be able to you can use their own controller or you can bring your own controller it's supposed to work on your own devices and you're just displaying on whatever display you're using so technically at that point as long as you have the internet connection and you have stadia available you're able to play in 720p 1080p 4k even 8k because their infrastructure has been designed to scale with all that is what they're really trying to push and you can play games on your like for example on your desktop then you can move over to your chromebook then you can move over to your chromecast and you can move over to your pixel 3 or whatever other android device you're using so it looks here's the thing if it works the way it does it looks really cool but i don't know how well it's going to work in the real world yeah like uh actually when i woke up i did see some people tweeting about google and gaming stuff and i was like oh i guess google's getting into gaming but i didn't see any specifics about it so this is that makes a lot of sense now mm -hmm. <laughs> but um yeah because i'm thinking like i have pretty good internet and even streaming like just steam games to my laptop is like there's a noticeable like delay so it's like i can play turn-based rpgs and shit like that but anything outside of that anything that requires actual precise timing it's like well that's that's a no-go well the, and that's that's how it's been for me actually so even disregarding any type of digital aspect of it because i myself you already know and i'm sure people listening know i'm i'm a physical collector i like physical games I, I like to pick up physical stuff when i can for the most part um on my consoles especially but 
when it comes down to that, like, for example, what I've been doing recently is I've been, um, this has been really nice. So I don't think I told you about this, but I decided to, you know, like Switch has been my primary platform to play on recently, right? Yeah. So I, I play my Switch like on breaks at work and stuff whenever I have the time. And I'd like to do that with the PS4 as well because there's a few games I'm playing on PS4. And there's a PS4 remote play app. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try this out, just see how good this is. And so I was able to, you can download remote play for PC. So I actually have it on my work system and I tested it out at one point. I connected it to my PS4. I had everything working. So like at work, if I'm on a break or something, I have a PS4 control that stays there. It's just wired. I fire up the PS4 uh, remote play application. Takes a minute or two to find my PS4, turn it on. I get in game. And at that point, you know, I, I'm playing at 60 frames per second settings and then 720p. That's the way I'm streaming it. And it's coming from my PS4 Pro at home. I own the disc. I own the hardware. And my connection is good. I have a gigabit internet connection. And then from there, I'm going to, you know, across the internet to my work connection, which is still good as well, too. And it works well enough, but I will say... Uh, it's good to play, you know, in a pinch here and there, and it's good enough, but it's certainly kind of what you said. Like, right now, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts, and thankfully, I don't play it on, like, proud mode or super high difficulty, uh, because it's mainly, there's a lot of things where there's a little bit of input lag. There's occasionally times where literally everything on the screen, all the textures turn black. So then I have to, like, exit out to the PS4's menu to refresh it and then go back oh. in. So there's just little issues like that that happen. Um, and then especially the camera. I've noticed the camera, for whatever reason, is the thing that displays, like, if I rotate the camera, it, it has the most noticeable input delay on there. And it's almost a little disorienting because you have kind of a desync between your brain telling your thumb to move the camera and then the action actually displaying on your screen. So with that, for single-player games, ones that are, you know, lower in difficulty, or for games that don't require precise timing, it's good enough, and it's even pretty good, I would say, at points, as long as you don't mind the um, image quality sacrifice. However, for multiplayer games, or for games that do require precise timing, like such as years ago, I played a bit of Until Dawn through remote play, and just games like that, the timing is just off enough where you can goof up here and there. And for those instances, I don't recommend it. And that's what I'm worried about with um, with Google's project. Yeah, that honestly, that's like a pretty tough hurdle to overcome. Because like, what do you even do unless, I mean, maybe in a place where there's just Google Fiber everywhere. It might be easier, but, like, the internet is just so spotty across the United States or, you know, whatever. It's, like, how do you, how do you, (laughs) how do you make that, like, work for most people even without crazy delay? Right, right. Also, you're saying you you remote play your PS4 and you've got, like, like, is that... What on your Vita on your what? No, no, on my PC. So even even you yourself, what? yeah, dude. I was gonna say so I could like do that on my laptop at work. Yes, yeah, dude. I, I'm so happy I'm opening you up to this. Yeah, on your laptop, you could download PS4 Remote Play. You install it, and then you follow the instructions to sync it up to your PS4. And the only key key is you cannot turn off your PS4. Like your PS4 has to at least be in rest mode. 
But essentially, okay. when you go to work, you can just hook up your PS4 controller, you fire up the application, and then when you start it, it will start searching for your PS4. If it finds your PS4, it turns it on, and then it connects you to it. That's actually sick. I was like, you were you were saying that. I was like, that sounds perfect for... Uh, I've been like slowly replaying Persona 5. I'm like, that sounds sounds perfect for the new game plus run just like chill out at work when i've got some downtime exactly yeah and And plus it's all it's all turn-based so i don't have to (laughs) don't have to think fast and see i even thought that as well too i'm like well shit like by the time i'm you know kind of done with my kingdom hearts playing or i get burned out on it or whatever you know if if persona 5 isn't on switch i might just play through it on ps4 and do it that way because even for me there's a lot of times i just don't play games when i'm at home or i'm not playing a specific ps4 game so like Personally, for me, what I like to do, what's been really relaxing when I get home, my game playing time, I'm playing something on my Switch while laying on my couch while a TV show is playing on the TV. So that's why I like kind of having like the two things going and multitasking with that. Um, but no, when it comes down to to that, at least, like if it was Persona 5 in this instance, I wouldn't mind playing that in, you know, the 30 minute, 20 minute chunks I have. That's how I beat several longer RPGs like Breath of Wild, for example. I wasn't playing that for hours on end. I was playing that, you know, 20, 30 minutes here, 30 to 45 minutes there, just doing bits at a time. And, you know, I think I finished the game within 30 or 40 hours, but, you know, play 30 minute chunks enough times and you eventually finish the game yeah see with like rpgs and stuff i uh <laughs> kind of go the opposite way <laughs> where i've just been like anytime i sit down to play a game like that i'll just sit down for like eight hours straight and just just go wild and get as far as i can but uh in my opinion I that's haven't... the proper way to play an rpg i'm doing it the the heathenistic way well, you're doing it like the responsible adult way where you're not actually letting it, <laughs> you know, interfere with your life. <laughs> Whereas, like, if I get too sucked into an RPG, I end up like, ah, you know, I could probably just get away with sleeping for five hours tonight. And it's like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, got a, I got a pretty solid backlog of RPGs I still got to beat, so... Nah, I understand those, that. Those games are just, they're so long. But they're Even good. The good ones, it's like, ugh. <laughs> like, I got, I got this one, uh, Legend of the Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel or whatever. And I beat the first one, and it's like 60 hours. And I played it, like, for like two weeks straight, every day after work, pretty much. Nice. <laughs> I'd just come home and play as much as I could. And it's like, I just got super sucked in. I was like, this is the sickest thing ever, because all, like... The graphics, it's a PSP game that was ported to Steam, so it looks like, uh, you know, uh, not the greatest graphics, Mm -hmm. but the music is just, like, so good. I actually went and bought the soundtrack to this shit, because I was like, oh, it's just, it's like Ultra Banger after Ultra Banger. That's awesome. And it's like, I got this, I got the second one, and I put a little bit of time into it, and it's like, I got to, like, you know, the first little spot to just, like, chill, and I was like, I haven't played in, like, a month, because I'm just like it's just so long like the first one took me like 60 hours so the second one will probably be even longer i mean hey 60 hours at that point if you're paying like full price for the game for example which i'm assuming you're not but i mean that's a dollar per hour that's a good deal at that point yeah i think the game was only like 30 bucks maybe yeah so 50 cents an hour because it's an older psp game so right right and then i mean you're in canada as well too so shit convert that to us dollars that's like what like six bucks yeah, i was gonna say it's like 50 cents <laughs> it's like half a food stamp (laughs) (laughs) oh man Uh, yeah 
but yeah, no, that, that that's what I've been doing at least with it. But like so far, I guess I've kind of my initial impression so far. Again, if Stadia works as well as it does, that would be awesome. I doubt it's going to run as well as it does. I'm also extremely worried that Google is going to do a Google uh, on this, as in they're going to put a bunch of money into this they're going to really support it and after about a year or two they're going to put it on a skeleton crew and they're going to stop doing you know short-term updates and such for it and kind of just do security patches if needed and then they'll kind of just send it out to the pasture and you know shoot it in the head that's that's right. what i'm worried about on top of that because you're not going to i i doubt that there's going to be games that you can buy on there they're probably going to do more of a subscription type service but then even if you do buy games, the issue that we deal with right now with games being delisted or removed from marketplaces due to certain copyright things or licenses not working or even like Deltarune, for example, the prequel demo to Undertale on Switch, that was taken off the North American shop for a few days because of some issues with the ESRB. Like, shit like that is still happening in 2019 Two games that are coming out in 2019. That's going to get even worse at that point because I have a feeling, even a hypothetical, if you buy a game through their service... They might do the thing where they say, oh, we have to remove some stuff or, hey, we can't sell this game anymore because of licensing, but we're not going to relinquish it from you. But just wait, you know, for maybe two or three years down the road, you fire up your account, you try and load that game. And every time you load it up, you get an error because even though you own the game and it's in your library, Google obliterated it from their servers. Well, that's like the the thing with digital stuff that everyone always is kind of like worried about where it's like. You can buy all this stuff on a digital work or like a digital, you know, marketplace or whatever. But what happens when that marketplace just disappears, you know, with all your shit? <laughs> it's gone. It's gone, like, man. We you know, if Steam just stopped operating tomorrow and shut all their servers down, like everyone's games are just locked. Like they're just locked out of them. Yep. I mean, aside from the ones that they have installed i'd assume yeah and, and i know some people with steam they've they've stated they're just like look in the terms of service it says that even if the uh, even if steam goes down you should still be able to get your games and i'm like no i don't believe that yes it's in their terms of service but if steam 100 percent goes down and never comes back how are you going to get your games how is that possible? They can say it in the terms of service, but if the service is gone completely, it's not possible. Like, what? You're going to... Sure, there might be, like, a class action lawsuit open up against them, and then they'll have to pay, and then you can get a settlement fee. But if the service is gone, you're not getting your games back, even if it said you're getting them in that description. What do you mean? I thought Gay Ben would set up a personal server and send every individual Steam user a mega link uh, with all their games. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even bother doing like the DRM free versions. They just include the cracks in there as well too. <laughs> That'd be godlike. Yeah, I, I think for Good. Rainbow Six Vegas, or Rainbow Six Vegas Two, that's what they did, where um, Ubisoft sold the game physically and digitally, and the digital version still required the disc. So one of the patches they put out was just a no CD crack exe. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, like it, it was just someone who said, we need to get the digital version up and running. Here's a patch for it. And the patch was just a crack. Like it, it worked. 
Yeah, but it's a legal crack. Yeah, they, so it's a patch. From, from what I understand, <laughs> uh, from what I understand, though, Ubisoft found out about it. They quickly redacted and took that crack away, and then they issued a proper patch. But yeah, at one point they said, "You know what? We're just going to put a crack out for our game." They basically probably just took it and re-released Crack.exe as official Ubisoft DRM tool. .exe. <laughs> just rename the file that, they might have done that i don't know they, they i don't know i don't know because i mean <laughs> why why would you why would you i mean it just seems like a waste of effort if it already works right exactly like, you know. but at that point then it's like well wait a minute did we kind of just like steal this exe that was stolen from us and like okay you know what let's just let's just do this the clean way guys let's make sure legal doesn't get any whiffs of this <laughs> yeah i guess they're probably just covering their own tracks of course but yeah, like, eh. yeah. Uh, honestly, with like Google trying to get into this, it's like I'm, I'm just like, I'm just worried about Google trying to get in on shit. It's like I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> they just like form monopolies, and then just like everything else around that just gets sucked up. Like anything video it's like if it's not youtube it's shit well there's there's a lot of terrifying stuff about that too where i've i've heard so many people discussing it's valid discussion but talking about you know for how many decades the internet was designed and created to be a decentralized network so you don't have to rely on certain things it's supposed to be free and open and then what have we gotten in the past 10 15 years all these big companies have centralized the internet which was not supposed to be the original idea of it yeah, and it's like you go to any like website that isn't one of these major websites to do anything like any like uh there's a couple live streaming websites. There was one stream.me. Yeah, and stream.me is like, gone. T- totally yeeted off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh it was just like this seedy underbelly streaming website where it's just like all these people who got who just weren't allowed on YouTube or Twitch or just didn't want to be there cuz they were too you know two out there already so it's like not even worth the trouble but it's like the 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 community there was awesome but the website itself it's just like the the streaming capabilities it's so much worse than youtube or twitch like you don't get crazy stutters on twitch if you have good internet that's true or if you just lower the quality but even on stream me if you put the quality down to like 480p and i have like solid internet it's like 300 both ways which isn't bad Oh, not bad at all. That's good. Damn. Yeah, and it's like you put it on like 480, and it just like still every 20, maybe 30 seconds, it just kind of stutter for a second. Yeah, even... And it's like... I mean, even eh. on this, you know, the... Like, the Google, the, the, the Stadia stream, I watched most of it, but there was even hiccups on that stream, and it, it did make me feel good, though, because tomorrow, at least while I'm recording this, tomorrow I'm going to be doing mod chat, and I hate it when I have hiccups with a stream. So I'm constantly testing things and I just feel bad when something on stream goes wrong. But you know, I kind of said this on Twitter. I said, you know what? If Google is having a giant developers conference and they're doing a live stream of it on their own website that they own, YouTube, and they're running into issues and they are Google and they have (laughs) leagues of people and teams working on this. If they're having issues with their live stream, I'm not even going to worry about my hiccups anymore. Like, yeah, if a hiccup happens, I'm going to try and fix it, but I'm not going to take it personally anymore. Like, if someone criticizes me, it's like, hey, you know what? I'm one dude who's doing this live stream. Guess what? Fucking Google couldn't do a live stream perfectly on their own site. 
So if you want, I'm going to hold myself to the same, same standard that Google's holding themselves right now. You don't understand. The OBS version they had was incompatible with their updated Windows edition. Dude, at like two points, it looked like there was was VHS filters that were put on. It was great. (laughs) Like, no, I'm talking like tracking was fucked up. Like there were just lines going everywhere. It looked like somebody took like 10 or 20 seconds of, you know, certain sections and applied a VHS filter on them. Oh, yeah, that sounds like... Like an issue with like maybe their cameras or something. Most likely, yeah. I mean, again, it only happened twice, but it, it made me laugh. And I was like, you know what? If Google's messing up on their own site for this big announcement, I'm not going to feel bad anymore whenever my hiccups happen. <laughs> would be really funny is if like the stream started stuttering and like dropping quality, just getting all pixelated. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That'd be bad. <laughs> It's like, can't even cobble together a live stream for our own It's like, why didn't you all buy Twitch? Why did you let Amazon do this? Or wait, well, Google also, sometimes they either make or break stuff as well, too. So yeah, maybe it's good that they have that competition. We just didn't allot the right amount of server space. Yep. (laughs) We only gave ourselves one server. Can't be doing that, man. They don't have their load balancing set up properly at times, I guess. Um, doesn't like aren't basically all the internet servers you can buy owned by like Amazon and Google pretty much. I was gonna say that's another thing too. Yeah, Amazon Web Services they are awesome, and in fact they are so awesome that they own a, a bulk of internet traffic because so many websites are hosted under AWS, and so many enterprises have services on AWS. So like Netflix, for example, I, it's been a few years since I've researched this, mind you, but unless anything has changed, Netflix runs on AWS. And that's why, for example, when Amazon services go down, like a third of the internet goes down. Yeah, because like anything big runs on like not anything like super, super big probably has its own infrastructure. But like anything. I mean, Amazon has its own infrastructure. Yeah, it's like <laughs> anything kind of just like in between major corporation and just like some dude. It's like most people are going to be on Amazon Web Services, whether they know it or not. Right, right. They're going to somehow like, do that. If I if I ever needed to make a website, I'd probably just get some like shady Russian <laughs> website provider be like, hook it up with a bit of server space over there. Oh, you're not gonna do that. Uh, what is it that I, I don't know the the website that like the the website building service that everybody seems to advertise here on YouTube. I'm sure you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Squarespace. Squarespace. That's it. I was trying to. And I was speaking of which, Mario's Minute sponsor. We're not sponsored. <laughs> we have no sponsors on this show right now. But if you're interested in sponsoring, please hit me up. Business at mrmario.net. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey man i don't have any sponsors on my podcast but that doesn't mean i'm not open to sponsorships no you gotta i understand the hustle you gotta do what you gotta do exactly but i do have to just put the disclaimer out there no sponsorships are like that i'm not sponsored by them. no sponsorships yet exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no but um I think one thing that the last thing I I looked into with that before, have you ever heard of Netflix's evil monkey? Uh, that sounds familiar, but I'm not a hundred percent on what that is. I, I might've told you about it, but essentially years ago, they end up coding a, their own friendly virus called the evil monkey. 
and they just let it go in their production environment. So it's running. Unless anything's changed, it's running right now because it was designed to just be unleashed in that environment and randomly break things. And there's no way to tear it out and there's no way to shut it off. So the reason why they do it, they want things broken on purpose. So that way they don't just have, you know, their triage team sitting on the side doing nothing. Their triage team that way is always fixing up something and they're always on the lookout so that way their skills are sharpened they know what to do and because of that the evil monkey is actually the reason why netflix aside from when amazon fucks up netflix has pretty much 100 percent uptime because they are so well skilled they have so many backups and they're so prepared that they're just constantly fixing things on that so when something actually breaks it might or might not be Evil Monkey. They don't know, but they're at least prepared for it, and it should be fresh in their minds how to fix it. Yeah, like, now that you've said that, I'm trying to think of a time when Netflix has been down, and I honestly can't remember, because, like, if that happened, you'd see a bunch of people tweeting about it for sure. Exactly. And, like, you know, you know, people would be making all their jokes, so that, that'd be going around, and it's like... I don't think I've ever seen that happen, like, ever. Yeah, and, and that's what I, and again, and I'm sure people can look up and say, hey, well, the last time Netflix went down was two months ago or something, but at least for me, just a casual Netflix user, the only time I remember Netflix actually going down was because of Amazon, not because of Netflix. So you can thank the evil monkey for their amazing uptime. And I imagine most of the times, like, if service goes down, it might even just be like in certain areas yes because they they i mean they they have to have backups and on backups and of course everything's load balanced and all that fun stuff as well too so if something does go down it's not going to for example just pull the plug on netflix 100 percent. there's a lot of layers yeah. that they have to get to before that happens like for example if amazon web services just completely went down that would knock out netflix but the evil monkey can't completely knock out amazon web services yeah. Oh, well, I was also thinking like uh, Netflix operates like internationally. Like they're in pretty much everywhere. So I imagine overseas, maybe their servers aren't quite as a uh, rock steady. Possibly. Or at least their uptime might not be quite a hundo. I I don't know about but that. It's like if, I, I'm, if they've got such a crack team, it's like it. I mean, it should be good, but it's like you know, once you start involving other countries, shit gets weird. That's true. That's true. Aside from licensing and all that shit. Just European internet laws are just like, they're just they're just not good. <laughs> it just it, it just complicates like literally everything. Did you get it's a, like? Did you get annoyed with GDPR? What is what is GDPR? You you don't remember like last year at one point you, every every single service ever just sent updates about GDPR. Uh. <laughs> It's pretty much. Um, oh, is that the thing where everyone was memeing about everyone updating their terms of service at like the exact same time? Correct. Yeah, because that was about privacy concerns and all that of what. Yeah, of what yeah, websites had. Some laws changed up somewhere, and it's like, hey. Yeah, and it was, <laughs> we gotta. It was in general all in the European Union. Then right now, you know, a lot of websites are kind of they're fighting it, but they're also bracing for impact of Article Thirteen. So I really hope that doesn't pass. <laughs> Did you hear what else they're doing? They're trying to make it so you need your ID to look at porn and you need to like register your ID and get get a porn license. Like I'm not ew. No, I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to associate my name and my actual government issued ID with porn. <laughs> 
What? Now, I know porn stars have to do that so they can, you know, prove who they are and prove that they're legal. But, well, that, like... That's for tax reasons, probably. That, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if you're just some dude who's trying to go on the internet to look at anime titties, like, government doesn't need to track that. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Like, it's like, oh, think of the children. It's like, yeah, when I was a kid, we found porn in the forest or, like, in a... In an abandoned parking garage. Or like in the bushes or something. Or like behind the yeah. shady rental shop. It's like, you know, it's, it's you can't keep that stuff away from the kids. Yeah, sure, we weren't finding magazines of like the crazy shit you can find on the internet now. It's just pure degeneracy. But like, you know, it's not it's not the government's responsibility. No, it really isn't. <laughs> that just makes it so awkward. <laughs> where you gotta like go to the, some government it's office it's like look like a... look the isps the vpn providers the the websites they are, they already knew who you are okay the government doesn't need to know that and if they do need to i mean they'll figure it out but you don't need to provide your id with that look like if you're a parent it's pretty easy to set up like parental locks on certain websites like straight up through the router mm-hmm. like just 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 look it up on the internet and just do that <laughs> I mean, kids are smart to... enough and can bypass that, and of course get VPNs yeah, and everything as well like, too. But, but yeah. like, to the point, like, can you imagine walking down to the DMV, waiting in line for like two hours, and be like, "Yeah, can I, uh, can I get a porn license?" Now, uh? now the good thing is, here's the good thing with the porn license, right? Uh, like, if you do have to get one. It's not only going to be the creepy people that are going to, it's going to be, you're going to see people from all walks of life because everyone looks at porn. All right. So that's at least going to be something that's a bit better. I guess something can put you at ease, but it's still just something like, just don't, don't hand over an ID for porn. Don't ask me for that. Yeah. And what if, what if that happens? It's like, do I then become in possession of illegal pornography because I don't have my license yet? (laughs) I, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure most people are in possession because I don't know how many people really pay for their porn. Well, I mean, not not a lot of people these days download. Like, you know, there there aren't a lot of collectors and connoisseurs. <laughs> I don't know. You can go to data hoarders and just look at what people like to hoard on that. They'll no, just... there, <laughs> there's some insane people out there. Like, it's like I read stuff on the Internet sometimes. And I'm like, wow, I'm not even I thought I was like not a normie, but I feel like a totally normal person now. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, some people are pretty far gone with that, where they just have, like, terabytes and just, like, multiple hard drives full of shit. It's like, dude, you're never going to watch it all. You've got too much now. <laughs> dude, I, you know what? I, I have one story I can share, and it's like, I, I feel like this would be the opportune time to do it. But uh, one of my best friends, Sean, I remember when we were in, I think, either middle school or high school. I want to say it was high school. He was telling me about um, his older brother was in college at the time. And at his college, there was an anime club. Um, and it was just, you know, extracurricular club, people who like anime, they can get together, watch stuff, trade anime, all that fun shit. And he liked going to, he didn't like going to the, um, Sean, my buddy, he didn't like going to the high school anime club because it was filled with the weird people. But the college <laughs> anime club was filled with, you know, sensible anime fans. I guess that's what you can call it. And he was telling me at the time, he was just like, yeah, dude, like, there's someone we know who has like a terabyte of anime and another terabyte of hentai and i was like oh dude yeah sean i bet you want that and he was just like no man no i don't want that that guy's weird and (laughs) i don't have to describe too much about it but just i'm gonna explain the metadata of it again this is so tanner it's it's a person 
who's an anime club, and they got a terabyte of anime and a terabyte of hentai. And it's not like now at this point, you know, it's pretty easy to fill that up, I would say. You know, we got 1080p. Yeah, if you get HD. Just yeah. get, if you're going to pirate here, let's say, just get 1080p lossless stuff and you fill, out, fill up a terabyte pretty quickly. This was like 2007, 2008. Well, that's like impressive. That's probably like such grainy it's not, footage too. It's not just impressive; it's terrifying. You don't want to know the person behind that who owns that. Yeah, you gotta if you if you're that guy, you gotta hide your power level. Yeah, yeah, but I guess this dude was proud of it. I mean, I guess after you do all that work, like you gotta you gotta brag about it at some point. I guess. Like, otherwise, you're just sitting on like a terabyte of hentai. Like, what what the fuck do I do with this now? Exactly. <laughs> I can't watch it all. There's too much. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I don't if he, have that many hours. I wonder if he wa- ended up watching all of it because I'm sure a lot of it was probably just not that good either, and I'm sure there were probably corrupted files in there too. Oh, dude, like honestly, most hentai is actually like not good. I believe it. <laughs> just like statistically, you just go by the tags. It's like most of it's not good, <laughs> but you get that you get that cream of the crop that just you know hits hits all the good stuff, and nobody gets like grotesquely tentacle raped it's like hey good job japan you did something not crazy good job japan (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like i can't engage with the anime community for too long like i'm um, i'm not part of any community i'm just like lurker but i i just after a while it's like i just gotta (laughs) distance myself for a while and then come back because it's just like the it's too much they've gone too far you know i totally get it i i know i think one of the ways i could put it best is there was this one really awesome video i was seeing um it was it was like a 20 30 minute video or so and it was talking about being a black guy living in japan and this dude was from st louis and he ended up migrating over to japan and uh one of the things is like in japan for example just in general they they're not they're xenophobic towards outsiders like he even said this that that they don't want foreigners living there like you can come and you can be a tourist and you can spend your money and then go back home but they don't want you to live there so they will stereotype you just from where you're from as opposed to your color your nationality your creed or any of that other stuff um but well i guess technically nationality that would you know be in it technically i guess going with that yeah but but what i'm saying here is um he mentioned, you know, talking about all the weeb stuff. He made a very small mention of that, and he said, yeah, if you're thinking, you know, you're a crazy weeb, like in the U.S. or Europe, for example, you're super obsessed with anime, doing all that shit out in public, and you think it's like that in Japan, no. There's only one place you could do it at, and it's on one block on one street in one specific area of town in one area of Japan. Aside from that, like, the way people, like, in the West, for example, look down on weeb culture, it is like that tenfold in Japan. They absolutely hate it. They want to bury it. It is not cool to do that stuff out in public. It's just something that a few people latched onto, and it got popular worldwide. So if you want to be that crazy anime fan in public, please do it at home. Do not bring that to Japan. Yeah, like, people tend to have uh, just total, like, dissolute, like, they're just totally delusional about how Japan is, and it's like, if you look into it, it's like, it's just, it's just a bunch of people who, like, work all the time. Work too much, they work themselves to death, I don't even know if that's really changed. 
Uh, no, not really, honestly. But uh, I, I mean, anime is like pretty popular there. But even in Japan, I'm pretty sure it's still like a niche media. Like it's not everyone. Like there's anime on TV and shit, and it's like cartoons and all that. But it's still not like like you said, it's not socially acceptable. Like if you fucking just walking around the streets of Tokyo with your body pillow and your anime shirt, people are going to be like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Exactly. <laughs> Especially if you're like not Japanese too. Cause then they'll be like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and you know, you're walking around. Hajime mashite fellow Nihojin. <laughs> and there's like, no, no, just, just go back home, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just pl- please leave. Oh man. I mean, they're like polite, but it's like, I don't know they're they're also like ruthless you know yeah it's like they'll they'll be nice and everything but if you if you fuck up like you're not getting like i don't know like on the one hand i totally think working there would be unhealthy Absolutely. but at the same time i kind of just respect that like ruthless work ethic and just like that attitude of just like don't don't bring your personal troubles here to work. You've got your work face. You've got your home face. I don't know. Your but work, the, but, wear the work face, But buddy. then, Tanner, they're going to want you at work for like 16 hours a day. Yeah, see, that's that's the bad part yeah, where you're I, there I, <laughs> literally all the time. I think, I think even with the way it is in Japan, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that now they are trying to put laws in place that are like, hey, look no no required working after 40 hours like you put in your 40 hours you don't have to work anymore but socially in the workplace and professionally in order to really rank up yeah you can put your 40 in but you really need to be putting in 50 60 sometimes 70 hour work weeks yeah well the thing is is if you don't someone else will right 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 and then everyone's doing it so i mean it's really difficult to you know set yourself apart Especially, yeah, it's like you're just going in, holding it down, doing the standard 40. It's like unless you are just like somehow doing way more work than everyone else, even though they're working 70 hours a week, it's like you're not really going to get noticed and you'll probably just stay where you are. Right, right. A lot of it is kind of just almost for appearances. Like, hey, we just want your butt in that seat for 15 hours a day. Oh, yeah. Like, uh like just the way they view being like fired or leaving a company if you don't work there for a very long time and you leave like other companies will like not want to hire you as much they'll be like kind of suspicious of like well why did you leave so early yep there's you know did I, do you not have any loyalty to your company yeah that's the big thing loyalty the loyalty to the company is still the thing over there in that culture it's uh it's like interesting but it's also kind of like you kind of feel bad but it's like they've got some things right and some things wrong like the way they do school it's like they've definitely kind of like leveled up our schooling system oh hell yeah everyone there is just so much smarter (laughs) 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 they learn like actual like everything aside from like uh I've, i've seen some of their english learning and that's like the only thing they really don't have right because they don't give a shit of course but like everything else it's like they're just leaps and bounds ahead of us it's like oh my goodness it's uh it's kind of impressive and they get the kids to like clean the school and stuff it's like god damn if our schools were like run like this people might actually care more (laughs) but like i remember high school and like nobody cared about anything like you watch anime and it's like oh the student council matters i didn't even know my high school had a student council while i was there (laughs) i i don't even think I, i don't even think our student council really did that much no, it's like over here they do nothing. It's just 
It's like school is a joke. It's all for appearances. <laughs> but over there, it's like, yeah, if you don't do good in school, like you're you're not allowed to come home. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not allowed in this family anymore. Exactly. It's like they they take that shit seriously. It's like, oh wow, it's it's kind of weird to see. <laughs> Man. Even even just like in fictional media, it's weird to see people take high school seriously. Yeah, and then even so, I guess when 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 you see it portrayed as well too, it seems like every everyone is acting at a higher level than I guess you know we'd see in high schools here. I guess you could say. But then again, it's also kind of brings in the fact of well, it's not going to affect every. It's it's not going to represent everyone. And then on top of that, that's a fictional media we're looking at. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just like anime is not real. Just yeah, if you, but if you're just looking at, like, the statistics of how smart people are from places, it's like Japan's educational system is wild. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. But, yeah, obviously, there's, like, they've got their own delinquents and fucking, you know, <laughs> the same problems we have over here. That's true. You know, like, all those kids that are just, like, just don't care and are, you know sit around in the smoke pit all day. Like, I'm sure they have those kids there. Oh, yeah, they got their own cancer crews. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But over there, they're even cooler because they bleach their hair and <laughs> <laughs> squat around smoking cigarettes and shit. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. <laughs> so there's uh there's one thing I want to touch up on. So I think we can go down a bit a bit of a memory lane here. I I was going to bring this up earlier, but we started you know talking about Stadia and everything. Which by the way, I don't like that name. That's that's the last thing I'm going to say on that. No, it's the whole time when they were really describe- when they were talking. I thought they were saying Stadium, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's like you can broadcast a lot of people because you can share it to YouTube instantly. All right, Stadium makes sense. Wait, Stadia? But yeah. Anyways. <laughs> One thing I wanted to cover, just so people are aware as well, too, and if you're like an hour into this, you're still listening, thank you, but Tanner, how how the hell do we know each other? Well, uh, I believe uh, in like 2008, uh, we ended up in a random Xbox party chat while I was hanging out with a friend, and I think we were being really annoying playing rock band drums, and then you eventually left the party and didn't say much to us. Yeah, man, because y'all were, man, hey, you know what? We can always, you never change a first impression, but you can always change what someone thinks of you. Because the first time I met Tanner, Tanner, you're like one of my best friends now, right? And you have been for a long time. I thought this dude was annoying as hell. Honestly, I don't blame you at all. Yeah, no, it was, that that was actually pretty accurate. Like, it was, um, I want to say 2000, yeah, summer 2008, um, I'd met someone we mutually knew, Andrew, and I've told this story about my clan and all that on the channel here several years ago, Uh, but what happened was I ended up knowing a bunch of his school friends, and I remember at one point he was going over to hang out with some dude named Tanner, and y'all were, like, getting into some fuck shit, and he was telling me about it, but I just remember that, like, one of the first times, like, both you all got on the mic, and then you were you guys were messing i think it was you were playing the drums and it was just so loud and so annoying to listen to and i was like i can't take this and i just left the party especially over those 360 mics too yeah it was pretty bad back in the day yeah i i remember like we we'd play games every once in a while and never really chatted and then just like one day after everyone logged off we just kind of like stuck around and chatted for like another hour and like two hours yeah yeah and I, was that uh was that halo 3 or was that call of duty uh 
It's probably Call of Duty. Okay. Honestly. I think we played a lot more Call of Duty than anything. We did. We did. I know you were more the Halo person, but Call of Duty is where I was. Where I was hanging out with my Canadian online homies. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's like but you were. You were never in the clan, but then we started like we we became like the closest friends despite. Yeah. <laughs> you not being in the clan and we just we still yeah. kept in contact because even then like outside we texted and we had msn and we had you know all the other social networks that we had each other added on we we still corresponded throughout the years yeah it is really weird how it's like other people knew you way better than i did at first and like i remember you sent like a bag of cookies and a copy of king kong on 360 to andrew yeah dude that was yeah that was a christmas present it was for um Andrew and Will, I sent them each like some handwritten notes and each a bag of cookies. And I remember like Andrew and I were competing with gamer score and stuff and helping each other out. And I finished King, I bought King Kong. I finished it, got a thousand gamer score and I just sent it in the package to him. Yeah, I remember, I remember he opened that up at school and was like, oh, fucking King Kong. (laughs) (laughs) And and I, I remember like at your school, I was just this like mysterious enigma because every, like I, I knew like Andrew and like at least like five or 10 of his friends and y'all went to the same school. (laughs) And then there was just me, like random dude online who somehow everyone knew. And like, I sent y'all shit at one point. And I remember there was, there was one person, I'm not going to say her name, but we were um we were talking and i remember at one point like i i told you about this like her and i were in a chat one time like on skype years ago and she found out that we knew each other and she was like wait you know tanner and i'm like oh hell yeah tanner's one of my best friends <laughs> and she just freaked out like what the fuck how do you know him because she thought like i was stalking her friends or something i was like Nah, I I was friends with Tanner like long before I knew you. He's a cool ass dude. And then I remember you told me you were just like, yeah, when I go to school, I'm kind of quiet and all that. I don't really like, you know, I'm not I'm not out there like talking to everyone. So I'm sure she was kind of surprised that we somehow knew each other really well. Yeah, that's like it probably just seemed like such a random thing. It's like, wait, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember like there was like that whole kind of circle of friends that andrew and will hung out with and like everyone in that crew at least knew of danny (laughs) it was like it was it was like super weird but it's also just it's it's weird that i'm just the one who's like stuck around but i guess just the way everything went it kind of just makes sense yeah yeah so i mean everyone changes and shit but even though things are different i feel like we still have the most in common (laughs) it's like there's just always that common ground of just like yeah you get it exactly yeah like i can uh, uh, like tanner you're one of my homies where we can not talk for like six or nine months and we just hit each other up and you know we do a little bit of a catch-up and it's just kind of like after the catch-up phase it's like oh you know this is just on pause for like nine months let's just unpause this in here like nothing changed yeah it's like uh it's 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 just it's it's weird because people always say oh don't make online friends and honestly i kind of agree with that nowadays but it's like we got the sweet spot where it's like the internet wasn't too crazy and we were just playing xbox and like luckily no one was a creepy old man (laughs) thankfully thankfully and we we all verify this because the other thing is tanner like you were you were the first person i went like out of my way to meet up like from online offline because i it was 2013 i want to say for my spring break 2013 i flew up to canada and then i went into uh i I landed in ontario and well toronto and uh drove over to your place and hung out with you guys for a week yeah no that was like 
That's like surreal. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I, I remember. Like, I, I'm, I'm sure. I, I kind of want to get your feelings on this because I've told people about this before. But I just remember it's like when I hit you up because I was like, "Hey, I'm in Canada. All right, I got my car." And like we're texting each other, and then it took me about two hours to drive there. And I just remember like I, I couldn't get into your building, so I texted you, and then. You, you know, you were coming down the stairs and, you know, we kind of hugged and all that. And it was just this moment of like, what the fuck? This is this is real. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're you're like a you're a person. Yeah. Yeah. And there was about I remember like I went up to your apartment and then you're just like, hey, man, I no offense. Like it, everything's all cool. But I just thought you were going to be a little taller, like just like an inch taller or something. But it's all good. We can work with this. <laughs> And I, it's just <laughs> no, but but, but then I, I remember too, like the feeling I got, and I don't know if you could verify this, but it was really hard to look at you for the first like thirty minutes, just because there was this disconnect of I've talked with this dude for at, at the time like five or six years. It's like I'd been talking with this dude for like six years, and and now we're together, and I'm seeing you as a flesh and blood person, but like we. I was hungry, so we went out to get food, and then we came back, and within, like, 30 minutes, it's just like, oh, this is like an Xbox Live party, but offline. Yeah, it was definitely a little awkward at first. I think probably a little less so for me, because you, you made videos, so I had actually seen your face before. Right, right. So it, wasn't, it wasn't super weird hearing your voice come out of your face. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, like, you know, I, I don't exactly have an online presence, so just, like, and some random dude it's like oh it's that guy <laughs> yeah and I, I, I that does make sense because i had i'd seen what you look like several times but i'd mostly seen photos because even like you know i talked with you like 99 percent of our communication was easily you know like voice to voice stuff like it wasn't um and, and by that i mean like we did voice with text but we also um if I saw you in videos, you either weren't appearing or it was, you know, just like a really like grainy, like 480p video or something. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely it was definitely like super weird at first. But yeah, for some reason, I guess watching your videos, you always seemed like you were a little bit taller. And I, I guess just like it's the camera, I'm not man. like super tall, but. I'm also like six foot three, so yeah, you're fucking giant I, compared to me. It seems like <laughs> it probably was like mostly just that. It's like, oh right, like most people aren't as tall as I am. <laughs> it's weird because like out here where I am now, like most people, like I look in the eye, mm -hmm. like any adult males, I mostly am looking them more or less in the eye. This one day, <laughs> I actually met some lady who came up to the the desk or whatever, and I was like talking to her or whatever and then she walked away and i realized the whole time like i was looking directly into her eyes like straight like she was fucking tall <laughs> like it didn't really click at first when i was like wait a minute i wasn't looking down <laughs> that's weird but yeah i i mean yeah, you know the camera doesn't really i guess it adds a couple inches <laughs> right right and i guess it gains a few like adds a few pounds i don't know they pe people say that the camera adds a few pounds and and for me it never did it actually i don't know my my camera my angles i guess always made me look a little more slimming than i actually was well you didn't you didn't use the wide angle i guess uh yeah i didn't i, I didn't do the close-up with the wide angle lens thing <laughs> the extra thick angle lens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah, no, that was that was a fun ass week. I got to meet your uh, your homie and your roommate Ken, and uh, yeah. we just we just got to mess around all that all week and like play games and stuff. And y'all like, man, y'all slept in. 
Like, I'd be up at, like, 8 a.m., and I'm just like, cool, I have, like, five hours to do nothing. Yeah, we were, uh, uh, you know, a bit sleepy there. It's it's all good. Just, you, you know what, we, we were all, like, 18, 19. At, I was 19 at the time, so it's like, you know what, we, we all just got to be bummy as fuck. Yeah, no, it was, like, a, it was an awesome week. It's, like, kind of a bummer just because I was super poor at the time. Like, if, if something like that happened now, it'd be way better because I can actually buy stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, I need to go to this store and buy food. It isn't like an issue of how much can I buy. It's like, uh, I fucking get whatever I want. <laughs> I, I mean, it was all good. We still we still got to have fun and everything, oh, too. Oh, yeah, so. no, it definitely wasn't wasn't I, bad I know, at all. I don't know it was an issue. And then I know even because uh, we I'd visited like then we saw uh, our dude, Jamie. Shout out to Jamie. We got to see him. Uh, yeah. We didn't see Andrew. God damn it. For, you know, a few reasons. I'm not going to get into that here. But uh, nah, we what ended up happening, I remember, too, was uh, it was real cool as hell, like getting to meet your parents and all that. And I didn't meet your brothers at the time. Not that trip. Oh, yeah. No, you did. But yeah, I think we were we were dropping off Jamie and then we just dropped by to see your mom. And I remember your mom was even like she was real happy to meet me. And she's like, yeah, I'm really happy you're you're you exist because I just I, I didn't know who tanner was talking to this whole time i didn't know if he was talking to anybody (laughs) yeah it's uh honestly like ever since you've been to like my brother's wedding and everything now like i'll talk to my parents and everyone's more like oh how's danny doing (laughs) man i appreciate that (laughs) no it's uh it's awesome they love you man i love them your parents are cool as hell you're also just like uh, I think they just are like, oh, he's a good influence on our boy. <laughs> you know, you're like a responsible adult and stuff. I guess I try. I try. <laughs> you, you're just you're just like a reasonable dude. Like you could get along with, I feel like, pretty much anyone. Well, I try for sure. I, I got I got friends and family and stuff all over the place, high and low places and all that. I, tried, I just try to be nice to everyone. You know, I try. Well, you succeed. Well, thank but you. Yeah, no, it's uh definitely it was definitely cool just to be like hey mom see i'm not crazy <laughs> and i'm like hi tanner's mom i'm mr mario or danny like i'm the person who's been on the xbox for like five years <laughs> yeah but yeah no get to see your your mom and dad was cool i, I remember the uh I got to see, I was excited, man, I remember this is a little disappointing. I was excited to see, like, all the animals y'all had, and we found out, like, two-thirds of the animals at your parents' place had died. Yeah, they, uh, or they just kind of gotten rid of them. Yeah. Like, they had a bunch of bunnies and stuff. Yeah, the bunnies the were pigs. gone, and then you were like, okay, well, Mom, we can at least show Danny the guinea pigs, and she just didn't say anything. You're like, Mom, no, not the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited as hell to yeah. see some guinea pigs. We we did have an excess of animals at one point, but yeah, they kind of called those. Got, the numbers dropped a bit after everyone left. Man. Whether they gave them, they gave some a bunch of them away, but yeah, I think one of the guinea pigs and a few of the rabbits died. Man, sad. that was that was disappointing. But then I got to see your two dogs. And I know there's the big ones, Murphy, and the, the I don't remember the small dog's name. It's not Lily. It's who who is that? Uh, Ripley. Ripley. Okay, but I think and Lily I- was the dog you met. And then she no, I think it was Ripley. Are you sure? Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It was like a bit after that it happened. For anybody yeah. thinking it's my Lily, no, like Tanner's family has a wiener. They had two wiener dogs, and one of them was named Lily, and the other's Ripley. But no, it, it's great because, uh, and I've told this story about your dog so many times, it, just because it cracks me the fuck up. But you got Ripley, which is this small stereotypical yappy dog and then you have murphy who's this giant ass black lab 
who has the mentality and thinks that he's a small dog. So he is just as annoying, just as yappy, but in the power of a giant dog. And then on top of that, he like I saw he would try and like at one point he was underneath a table with Ripley and then Ripley stood up and walked out and Murphy stood up like three or four times and crashed back down because he thinks he's a small dog. He couldn't realize that he was too big to stand underneath this table. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not exactly the smartest, but uh, I think he's kind of adjusted to his size later on. I, in his life. I noticed the last time I saw him, he was smarter. He was more cognizant of his spatial awareness. Still, still way too hyped up. Like every time I see him, he just gets like super jacked up and he's just like <laughs> ready to go. It's probably because every time I see him, I just like rile him up on purpose, but... I got you. I mean, I mean, yeah, my my dog Lily is. I, she's got those tendencies too, where like for example, if you come here and you meet her, she'll sniff you a bunch, and she might like you know kind of like jump on you once or twice, and she will just lean on you, hang out with you. And the first time she meets someone, she's interested in them. However, the second time you meet her, oh my god, she'll go nuts because at that point, <laughs> because she will see you and be like, oh my god, Tanner, I thought you died. It's been like three months since I saw you, and she'll just flip the fuck out with excitement. Never thought I'd see you again. <laughs> exactly. It's been like that with all of my friends. Like, the first time, she's very interested in them and just really likes to hang out, but every time after that, she just flips out with excitement seeing them again. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure every... Every person she's like, she's deemed as okay. It's like, oh, this person's cool. They give me, they give me the pets. Exactly. Every time they show up, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. And then um, now we were talking about the uh, the wedding and all that back in 2017. For anybody that doesn't know, because um, you're, you know, where Kea Bridges hosted. It's Zoltan Squid, and that's where uh, your brother, the only Zoltan. Uh, he does stuff with you as well too, and he got married in 2017, and I was I was so happy for this, but he invited me to the wedding, and I think like I was actually gonna check with you was I the, was I the only person who came from out of the country for this? Uh, yeah, I think maybe unless someone from his uh, from like his the wife's ha- family came out, but oh yeah, maybe I, I think he, like. Out of everyone I knew there, yeah, for sure. All right, all right. The only international guest. <laughs> right on. That that was that was fun. I remember because I, I I had a few things that were like. First of all, I got to meet both of your brothers for the first time, and then I got to see your parents again. I got to see you again, of course. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, y'all y'all got to see my disgusting burps are legitimate. All the weird noise and shit I made on Discord when we were talking, those were legit as well too. Uh, I brought oh, up yeah. the game consoles for you guys too. And, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. no, that was um, <laughs> had my suitcase was so fucking heavy because I traveled with like a PS One, a PS Two, a 3DS, and like some other stuff. Yeah, I, thanks for that 3DS. I actually just I play that like every not every day, but I before bed I'll just like play Smash for a bit. <laughs> oh no problem, man. No problem. Yeah, I, I told you I'd hook you up with one. I I did you up. But yeah, I, I got to ask you some questions about it at some point. Sure, but, uh, sure. At, offline, offline, we could talk about it after the call at least. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I remember like one of my favorite things was I had never spoken with at the time your your brother's fiance, and um, so for for anybody, if you weren't on the Mr. Mario channel for the past few years, at one point I, I used to spam this video of Stomney saying "Oh yes, everyone!" Like it was on Twitter, it was on Instagram, it was it was ev- it was on Discord, it was on the channel, it was everywhere, right? And 
for for this wedding RSVP, dude, I had to send like three or five stamps on this thing because ta- like <laughs> Colton sent out a physical RSVP to me and I ticked yes on there for, for one person. And then I end up taking a screenshot of somebody saying yes. And it had, you know, the subtitle on it as well. <laughs> I cut that out. I put it inside the envelope, sent it, and I didn't say anything about it. But from what I understand, the co- there were a few conversations where his father, his future father-in-law, was just like, "Hey, Colton, so uh, we got our, a RSVP back from one of your friends, and uh, he sent a uh, he sent a picture of himself." And Colton was just like, <laughs> "Wait, who would send a picture of himself? Who was it?" And they're like, "Oh, we don't remember, but like one of your friends just sent like a funny picture of himself with it." And Colton's like, "Okay, that sounds like some one of my friends would do." And then I think later on, they said that it was Danny. And he was like, huh, okay. So Danny sent a picture of himself. That's, I guess that's something Danny would do. And then <laughs> the third time it came up was when he ended up visiting them and he asked to see the RSVP. And from what I understand, he pulled it out. He saw the photo, just busted out laughing, just lost it. And then he had to explain it to his fiance and his future father-in-law and mother-in-law and of course none of them understood it because you have to explain you know who this guy is and that that photo was not me and then that it's a part of a meme but what is a meme you have to explain the meme and they just they were just very confused and kind of worried at that point (laughs) (laughs) i i think for a little bit there kate did get into this stomany memes that's awesome that's awesome you did convert someone (laughs) dude the first time i was gonna mention that too like the I don't know if I've shared this story on the channel. I don't think I have, but the first time I ever spoke with his wife, um, it was at the rehearsal dinner and, you know, she, she was going around to all the tables and stuff. And then I introduced myself and she's like, Oh my God, are you Danny? Oh my God. That meme that you sent was so funny. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, you saw that? She's like, yeah, guys, Danny just sent this really funny meme to us. Oh my God, Danny, it was so funny. And then I whipped out my phone and pulled out the all yes video. And I remember like I, I turned up my volume and showed it to her and she was laughing. And there was a few other people who were looking at it and they laughed. And Colton just like, I remember you kind of lost it. You just bust out laughing because you just hear all yes from the side. And Colton just <laughs> yeah. turns around because he's like, the last thing I'm expecting to hear at my rehearsal dinner is stomedy. Daddy, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh... That was a good time, man. Yeah, that Definitely was some good memeing. That that was some good times for sure. <laughs> Although I still I still physically cringe every time I think about the speech I had to make. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you so, I just kind of shudder. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you called your brother, you know, salt of the earth. Said he was a real good guy. <laughs> I had to include that. Salt of the earth, great guy. Yeah, you, you know though, at least oh man, I, I I'm not sure I'll do it. I, I know your your youngest brother. We, we kind of got to put him on blast a little bit. He missed the wedding and he was in it. <laughs> yeah, so, that was pretty bad. At least you weren't that bad. Because I remember he got like his times mixed up and everything. And to his credit, he did feel real bad about it. But he showed up right as the ceremony ended. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had a good joke for his speech, you know, threw that in there. Yeah, he did. He did. Although neither of us wrote a speech. It's like <laughs> yeah. the worst brothers ever. Well, I offered. I remember I told your family, I was like, look, because your your mom like referred to me as a son. I was like, if you need me to, I'll sub in. Like, I'm not going to match. And I didn't do any of the participation or practice, but I'll sub in. <laughs> and they're like, no, we just kind of have to have 
two women hooked on to Tanner as opposed to one. Yeah, I'll take it. Exactly. Yeah, there, there was nothing wrong with what you did. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember it was something like the rehearsal dinner was the night before at six, and then the actual ceremony was at four the next day. And for some reason, yeah. your brother mixed it up where I, I think it was something like he thought that the the rehearsal was at six and the dinner, well, not the, the rehearsal was at six and the wedding was also going to be at six. But he didn't know that change, so he started driving right as the wedding was starting. Yeah, he was uh, not prepared. Yeah, so it was a bit of a bummer, but he he recovered. He saved it. He did at the end there. He did. He, he did. showed up, gave a speech. <laughs> somehow followed me, my fantastic speech. <laughs> uh, there's like footage of that somewhere, and I really hope it just never gets out. I, I I need to, I, I won't release it by any means, but I do I do need to see that. I mean, I remember people were laughing, but maybe just kind of more so because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, it might have been that, <laughs> and then also it was like your brother came on stage. She's like, "Hey, I'm the other brother. Y'all probably didn't see me because I wasn't at the ceremony." I think he said something like, uh, "The ceremony went by real fast. It's almost like I wasn't even there." Something like that. That that sounds familiar. Yeah, it was uh. Despite the hiccups, it was a good time. It was for sure, for sure. Yeah, your uh, your, your parents. I mean, the whole family seemed to be happy because it was extended family and all that as well too. Your, I mean, your brother and his wife. They seemed to be pretty happy with it as well. So it was it was an awesome ceremony. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good time celebration and all that. It's uh, you know, despite the fact that I don't like going outside very much, it was actually pretty fun. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I feel... Well, hey, you know what? There, I mean, there were a few times you just need to get away from people. I was like, hey, Tanner, let's just go outside and do some shit. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, gotta gotta take a breather every once in a while. Just kind of, like, chill. I understood <laughs> you, man. I understood it gets you. It's loud in there. Exactly. <laughs> oh. I'm not exactly a loud guy. It's tough for me to keep up because, like, I... I have to try really hard to just talk to people because I've got to like speak up. I'm I'm one of those people. I, I I describe myself as a social introvert. Like it took me years to figure this out, but I'm I'm a social person. I like hanging out with people. I like talking with people and such. But I have my limits, and if I can choose to, I mean, there's times where I just have to hang out with someone. Um, like I'm I'm you know hitting you know let's say cabin fever. I'm just like, dude, I just have to hang out with a friend. I got to call up someone. I need to talk with someone. Where's Tanner at? But um. <laughs> <laughs> no, when it comes down to it, like, I'm one of those people, generally, I will, I'm perfectly happy, like, being alone, or just doing my own thing, or absorbed in my own hobbies, or doing whatever it is, and one thing with really working is that's kind of tapped me out a bit as well, too, because, I mean, the job that I have, uh, I talk with people constantly, every single day, and that's just a part of it, but there's times where, you know, I really, it's like, I tap out my people usage for the day. So by the time I get home, I'm like, you know, man, I just I just want to eat and I just want to get in front of the computer and, and do shit or mod this system or work on this video or just do this thing. I just want to be by myself, hang out with my dog and work on something, just get enveloped in something for like four hours. I don't want to get on a call. I don't want to hang out with anyone. I just need to be by myself. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. I feel like I'm I'm similar, but I'm not social to begin with. Like, my tolerance for dealing with people is so, so, like, just pathetically low. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, honestly, like, it's it's pretty bad to the point where 
it's it's a hassle for me to do like literally anything that isn't just like working or you know like I'll go get groceries or do stuff that I have to do but like even going to get my mail which is like a block away it's like every time I'm just like I gotta like hype myself up for it just (laughs) just go get the mail if you don't get the mail now they'll send it back and you won't get it (laughs) you just like I gotta I gotta like talk myself up to even do that it's like I'm I'm glad my job involves such little human interaction because I can just kind of like chill and listen to stuff but it's I, I feel like it's definitely becoming a little concerning. I understand. <laughs> Maybe you, you gotta I'm have like, that balance because I've, I've, I mean, I've had jobs where I've just worked by myself, and I'm just like, hey, man, I gotta, I gotta talk with someone, I gotta hang out with someone, and then I've had jobs where I'm extremely public facing, and then I'm just like, man, I just want to go home and do nothing. I don't want to see anyone. I just need my four walls. Yeah. See, it's like I'm okay with that, but the problem is, it's like <laughs> your your level of interaction just starts like deteriorating. And you just get so much worse at socializing. Like, I didn't realize how bad I was until, like, anytime anyone, like, just kind of approaches me at work about non-work things or, like, someone comes in, it's like, oh, hey, you know, has, like, a little conversation, just, like, small talk, and I just, like, totally choke. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) like, I didn't know you could flub just a normal conversation, but I do it constantly. (laughs) It's pretty bad. (laughs) For me, I've noticed that there's a lot of times I just kind of want to be in my own world and zen and just be working at work. So, um, I, I use headphones as my tool a lot, and sometimes I'm not even listening to anything or have anything playing. I just need to kind of quiet everything down for a bit, kind of need to go into my own little bubble. Um, but there's times where, you, you know, it depends. Some days I'm just talking all the time. Other days I'm super quiet, real reserved, just keeping to myself. And thankfully my coworkers are pretty aware of that. But like one of my coworkers, real cool dude, I have nothing against him. Um, but he's trying to be a bit more cognizant of that. Like there's like sometimes if I'm working on something and I'm really enveloped in like reading instructions or reading a guide or looking into an article, he'll keep like coming over and talking to me and I'm polite. And then like, he just kind of notices I'm getting a little bit more annoyed. And then the fifth or sixth time he does it, he's like, Hey, am I annoying you? I'm like, Oh, I'm trying to do a thing here. I don't want to be impolite and push you off. But now we kind of have this understanding where he'll ask me, at times and then there's other times where i just i I don't know that i i guess i just need to be more assertive that's what i've been doing more where there's times occasionally like let's say i have to get up and he's trying to like flag me over for something like as opposed to you know kind of and it's not all the time just sometimes like as opposed to just like being polite and staying there for five or ten minutes sometimes i'm just like dude i gotta go i I got up because i have to go take a shit i need to take a shit first and then i'll come back and we can talk (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's a pressing matter. You can't delay that. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, during work hours is actually the optimal time to shit. Exactly. You get paid for it. Yeah, and I mean, like, they got bathrooms, so they're expecting it. Yeah, but man, some people just destroy the bathroom at work, and it's fucking disgusting. See, that's where working in the middle of the night alone is optimal, because mm-hmm. there's, like, four or five different bathrooms, so I just go to the very, like, back back of this, like, banquet hall that rarely gets used and those ones are just always pristine in college it's, it's incredible i found a few bathrooms that had very limited foot traffic so that was nice but the problem is like uh, in the previous building we were at because we moved somewhat recently at the previous building our floor seemed to be pretty okay but now that we've moved and we have a bunch of cheat teams who change around and all that tanner we ended up getting the people on our floor who just have the most fucked up bowels at times oh and it's like 
I imagine it's just like standard office bathroom. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're nice, but the thing is, it's like I go to any of the other floors, and those bathrooms are fine. But it's always like our bathroom is messed up because of the people that are in it. It's like we we ended up getting cursed. We we, we don't know who it is, but we got the team who's messing up the bathroom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of one of the teams just eating a lot of uh, what is, what is that stuff. You get the bowels going, some bran. A, a, a lot of diuretics, I guess. <laughs> Just pure bran muffins, getting that fiber load. <laughs> oh, man. So, what, you just, like, evacuate to one of the other floors when you really want cleanliness and peace? Sometimes you just got to do it, man. <laughs> no, it's, it, you know, if you can find, like, a safe haven like that, it's, like, the greatest. Yep, But truly. It's, it's tough to do in, in the modern office world, I imagine. I know. I know, like, toilet time, I think Cartman, he had said, uh, toilet time is the last bastion of American freedom. It really is, like, (laughs) uh, a person's bathroom, it's like, a public bathroom is like, you know, you can never really be fully comfortable, even at work, even the bathrooms that I use where it's like, there's literally no one around at all, like, it's just dead, silent, peaceful, but compare that to being at home, it's like... You can, like, meditate. <laughs> you, like, go into a trance at home. It's like, you know? Yeah, man. It's a whole other level of peace there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I agree. Man, sometimes you could just use it to just get away from people, too. I don't know if you have a big family or something. Yeah, oh, I used to I used to do that at home when there was all of us, my parents and two brothers. We had, like, three bathrooms, so I could just kind of, like, go and chill in one. Yeah, it's great. And no one's going to question it because it's like, what are you doing in the bathroom? I'm using the bathroom. Like, what do you think I'm doing? <laughs> there's two you things i could be doing there. in here i'm taking a shower i'm using the bathroom all right back, back in the day with our game boy colors you just take a seat and oh yeah but you had to get down you, you had to get hours. the color just like uh, not the color the, the light just optimal on those you know to see everything properly yeah i don't miss and that even like even the little like plug-in lights you could get to use in the dark it's like just glared off the screen unless you were looking at it from the right angle. Yeah. Now, now, yo, I'll tell you that the gaming experience that changed for me in the bathroom was when I got the PSP because, I mean, that thing was nice yeah. and it had the backlight on it. All right. Oh, dude. PSP was legit. Man, I could. And I was you... able to live out my fantasy. Well, one of them, which was to play Grand Theft Auto while I'm taking a dump. And you could use the Internet on those things, too. You could. You I could. Mean... I remember using the web browser. It was bad. It was bad enough where I kind of just chose not to do it most of the time because I was I was playing my games. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I remember I had Star Wars Battlefront on there. It was actually sick. Yeah, it was, it was the Grand OG Theft Auto, Hot Pixel, a few other games for me. I, I had that legit Darth Vader PSP in white. Nice. That was a nice one. Even if for for me, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I always thought that PSP was quite dope. It 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 definitely looked cool as hell. Oh, sure. kinda, I kind of wish I still had it. I remember like the disc thing she'd slap in there. <laughs> Just like stupid. Yeah, the UMDs. Yeah, those things were really dumb. I didn't really understand like the the thought process. I'm kind of glad they phased those out. I mean, like, I... They're cool, I, but... Yeah. It was, it's just it was a redux weird. of the mini disc. Yeah, I just, I just found it weird that they were in that weird like plastic casing. Mm-hmm. You know? It was but just, I guess, it was like I guess, proper portable. way of loading it up and everything. Yeah, they weren't super portable, but that's also why I, I modded my PSP pretty early on. Like within two months of getting it, I modded it with custom firmware, and that was uh, so. At that point, you know, even any games that I bought, I just dumped the ISOs and ran them off my memory card, and I rarely played UMD games off of the PSP itself. 
I think I remember I wanted to try and mod my PSP, and then I like looked up how to do it, and there was that whole battery thing, and I was just like, ah, it's not worth it. Man, you could have just <laughs> hit me up at the time. I would have helped you out. See, I think I wasn't I wasn't thinking clearly. I was like a I was like a kid, and I was like, I don't have money. I can't I can't get this. <laughs> yeah. No, I I feel that, but well, not even that. There, there's there was other methods outside the Pandora battery that you could have done, but once the Pandora battery came out, oh my god, it was it was a wrap. That was my preferred yeah. method to mod systems. I mean, you could even just like buy the battery pre modded and all that, which is like probably what I would have done. But like as a kid, you know, I didn't. You don't have a job, so yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember that. You, you had to hustle for your money or just do a bunch yeah, of chores. Like, Yo, Dad, I'll clean the pool today. Exactly. <laughs> hook it up with that five ski oh, oh man you had a pool i had to i had to mow the lawns and stuff well we had a lawn too so it was one or the other oh but I there was you. three of us so they kind of split stuff up some days you'd mow the lawn some days you have to clean the pool honestly i think the pool was maybe easier gotcha yeah I, 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 don't know, we... I know doing the lawn was fun for me near the end because i ended up i, I got it down where i could mow my front and backyard all together within one hour and then i just use it as a good excuse to listen to music oh yeah for sure although you ever use a push mower because that yeah that's not cool yeah no no i well uh, oh you're talking about like a non um mechanical one no no yeah like oh no i've never used those no i i had like a push mower that had a motor on it yeah we had one of those and then it broke, and then my dad got one without a motor for a bit. And I remember mowing the lawn with that thing. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I do not like envy you. So much work. And we had, like, a pretty sizable lawn because it's, like, a small town. So it's, like, bigger lots and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, the grass was always long. It's, like, thick weeds. And it just get, like, wet. They'd all get clogged up in the blades. And you'd have to, like, rip massive chunks out when the wheels stop spinning. It's, like, a... It's like you're using it and you're like, why do people even, why do they sell these anymore? Like at some point it's just more efficient to get a scythe and just like walk, (laughs) (laughs) slice it up. Like it's, it's like so horribly inefficient. It's like you'd need like basically you get some Japanese smith to fold steel a thousand times and maybe those blades will be sharp enough to like be useful, but it's just like why (laughs) (laughs) maybe it will be useful see like i got (laughs) it's like you you have time to think about this stuff when you're mowing a lawn with a push mow (laughs) i I guess that's true yeah i thought about a lot of life things when i was like 14 15 16 when i was mowing you push the push mower you're like why are we still here just to suffer (laughs) ah memes <laughs> but it's like it's it's truly horrific. I feel like it's some kind of torture because it's like you know what, especially if you know what using an actual lawnmower is like, and the easy, like you just kind of push it and it does it's all it does all the work. You just kind of walk behind it. Oh hell yeah! Make sure it doesn't go wild, and it's like oh this is fine. But you you got to actually push it. You got to put your muscles behind it. It's like no, nah, what what am I doing? <laughs> what is life? Why is society developed to the point where this is happening in the current era? True that. <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> we shouldn't have to do this. Welcome to my TED Talk on push mowers. <laughs> and with that, with that here, not wrapping up, but there's one other thing I want to talk about at least. Um, I know we're kind of, I'm running out of steam a little bit, but I did want to bring this up with you because I, I thought you'd be a good person to talk about this with. But uh, 
Master Chief Collection on PC. You saw this, right? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did hear yeah. About what are that. your thoughts on that so far, that announcement? I, I think that's big. It's like what Halo needs. Hell it's yeah. It's been Xbox exclusive forever, and like no one, no one really plays Xbox anymore. And like they fixed them, they went through all the trouble of fixing the Master Chief Collection. Like it makes sense for them to go through the trouble to try and get the most amount of people playing. And, it. and I know three four three I that they had gone on record because they've been asked for years to make to bring Halo to PC and then to bring Master Chief Collection to PC. And I remember even like a year or two ago they said, "Hey, look, we are not going to say that bringing MCC to PC is impossible, but we want to fix it on Xbox first and optimize it." Before we even devote any kind of focus to a PC port, just let us fix the game on the original console first. Oh yeah, because if they tried to bring it over in like a half-working state, like that, I can't even imagine. Like people's computers would be exploding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's so for for anybody that doesn't know, Mass Chief Collection it includes Halo Anniversary, Halo Two Anniversary, Halo Three, Halo Four, Halo Three ODST. And uh, the multiplayer components for them as well, too. So it has all of those baked in. So not only Master Chief Collection is getting a full port over to PC, but on top of that, Halo Reach is also going to be added to the Master Chief Collection. And I believe Firefight and multiplayer are going to be added in for free, but you have to pay separately for the campaign. That... I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I, obviously I, the I, single player. If it's like ten bucks, honestly, I'll pay for it. I don't mind, and I'd like to play that. And they're all supposed to be running at sixty frames per second, and um, I, I guess at four K as well too. Then I mean on PC it's going to be variable, but on the Xbox One X, for example, you can play them at native four K, to my understanding. Uh, but that's going to be cool to play with. I, one thing I found a little bit funny is um, my Game Pass ran out, so I, I'll probably renew it at one point. But a lot of people were complaining about the campaign being charged for. And then uh, out of the argument I've seen, it's not a good argument, but there's a lot of people who are saying, well, it's not going to be paid because you can just get it for free through Game Pass. And it's just like, no, that's that's not how this works. It's it It's still a paid game. You just have access to it through Game Pass, but you don't own it. Yeah, and I mean, Games Pass, you gotta, like, pay for that, right? Exactly, which which is noticeably cheaper, mind you, but, like, for example, in my situation, like, again, I'm probably going to renew it, but I you get, you know, a few months of Game Pass, and then when it expires... The games that you are playing on Game Pass, you don't own. You can only access those if you either resubscribe to Game Pass and they're still on there, or if you purchase the games. That's the only way you can keep them without Game Pass. So it's yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's more like a rental. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. I, I think a lot of it, it's Game Pass is really ingenious by Microsoft, and I think that it's a great way to you know not only have a huge library of games to access, but also just for people to you know really get on board the Microsoft train, the Xbox ecosystem, and all that, whether that's on PC or an Xbox console. Um, but the problem is, a lot of people are also drinking the Kool Aid too fast. And thinking that it equals free games when it really isn't. It's like, no, these games are added. They can be removed at any time. You're not owning these. So a lot of people have also, I guess what I'm getting at here, like this kind of expanding out a little, but some games such as like Sea of Thieves or Crackdown 3 that have been quite lackluster, those are full $60 retail games that came out. And a lot of people were giving them kind of free passes because they said, well, dude, it's available on Game Pass. So it's technically like, a $10 a month game. It's like, no, this is, 
no, this is a full retail $60 game. You're just accessing it in a cheap way. But it shouldn't be it shouldn't be looked at differently just because it's on a subscription service. Yeah, that's that's like a really it's like, oh, well, I played it for cheaper, so it's like it's not I don't I don't need to compare it to a AAA price. So yeah, but it is AAA price. Exactly. It's like you get a game on sale on Steam and it's like, yeah, it's it's really good for a $40 game, but it's like, yeah, but it's it's normally a full price game. <laughs> right, right. And I'm even thinking like movies, for example, like I'm th- because they used, you know, the Netflix model on there where you don't oh, you don't yeah. own any of the movies on Netflix. You just access them and they can be added or removed whatever. But like for example, if let's say Deadpool comes out, that's the last movie I end up watching. Um, Deadpool is thrown onto Netflix. And, you know, people will really enjoy it. And if you really enjoy it, awesome. But you don't own that movie. Netflix is just allowing you to access it and they can remove it at any time. But at the same time, if somebody watches it and they hate it and they say, oh, well, you know what? It really wasn't that good, but I'm going to give it a pass because, you know, it's free for everyone on Netflix. So it's a free movie. It's like, no, that's it it should still be held to the standard of other movies that it's competing with. Yeah. See, like to me, it's like the the amount of money I pay for it. It's not the biggest factor in, you know, how I judge somebody. It's like, is it good or not? That's, you know, it's like if I play a game, it's like, well, I only spent $2, but it's a steaming pile of shit. It's like, well, it's, <laughs> it sucks. It's $2 wasted. Exactly. <laughs> or if I spend like 80 bucks because it's seventy nine ninety nine up here for a full price game. Oh, so that's like a $30 game here. Yeah, that's like 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Basically free. They just give them away to you guys, but... um. Uh, yeah it's like i paid like 80 bucks and it's like you know if it's a good game it's a good game i mean i'm sure i've paid like full price for games that i probably haven't put like enough hours for them to be worth it yet but i'm like they're good games like uh near near automata i haven't played that like at all yet but i know whenever i get around to it i'll be like this is sick i i've only played about 30 <laughs> minutes or an hour of it but oh my goodness yeah, it was same. awesome the the whole intro sequence was so sick. It I was is. Like, this is awesome. It is, man. And I know there might be some people pulling out their hair. They're like, "What? You only played like thirty minutes or an hour?" I'm like, "I know, I know, I know." I because it's it's one of those games you don't beat at one time. You're supposed to beat it like five or ten times because yeah, it, it constantly see. changes. I got I got tied up in like Persona Five around the same time. It's like right after I got it, so I just like totally, totally just lost my place all. I, I've been meaning to go back for a while, but every time I do, I get sucked into something else, and I'm just like, oh, this game's sick. I understand. It's too many games, man. Too many games. Too many games. They, they're just making good ones. It's like, why? Why? They are. They are. I mean, it's good that they are, but also, it's like, there's just too many. <laughs> Although, Sony's doing their part by ruining all the anime titty games, so that just, like, culls the list down for I, me. I guess so, yeah. So there's <laughs> games that you know you're definitely not going to pick up on a PlayStation console honestly it's really sad it is it's crazy I, I thought they were supposed to be the chosen one they were they were but all of a sudden it's like they don't want to do crossplay and they're censoring games apparently they also um in the western release of don't make cry 5 they end up censoring some stuff in there too yeah see it's like man it's one thing you know crossplay. i don't really care about that i don't play enough online games i care like about it about for that. other people i guess i could say because yeah. like i am in support of it and like i've seen it in my own household where like tanner you know me i'm one of the people i will get every system i'll get multiples of systems if i have to but that's me but 
Yeah. My brothers, realistically, for example, they have their systems thanks to me because I'm the cool, kick-ass older brother. But they don't have multiples. They have one. So, for example, they have one Xbox One. They have one Switch. And it, it just it kind of pops for me. And it's just cool as hell where if one of them is playing Fortnite and the other one wants to join in, they can play together on two different systems. Yeah, like I like I get the features set. It's like totally useful, and it like any game that includes it is like just infinitely more popular and accessible. Mm-hmm. So it's like from a business perspective, like not doing that, it's just like there's literally like unless it is just so insanely in- expensive, which uh, I feel like for Sony it probably isn't. <laughs> it's not. I feel like they could no. probably swing it for the amount of money they'd make, and it's like the thing I have a big problem. It's like what. Why are they censoring games? It's like, come on, man. I don't get People that. People play these weird Japanese games because they're weird Japanese <laughs> games. If you censor them, what's the point? I could just play whoever's, you know, uh, social justice simulator, whatever comes out. It's like, it's the same thing. It's like, if I wanted to play a watered-down censored experience, I wouldn't be playing these weird-ass Japanese games in the first place. I respect that. Yeah, it's, I it's I don't think I've just, I mean I just okay, I just bought Devil May Cry five on PS4, so I, I got a good deal on that, thankfully. I got uh Devil May Cry five with the Devil May Cry HD collection for sixty five bucks. So um I, yeah. I I mean I'm I'm gonna play the game, I'm gonna really enjoy it, it looks excellent so far, but I am gonna be one of the people who is unfortunately supporting the censored Western well, release of it because I'm getting a NTSCU copy of it. To be fair, out of all like censored games i'm sure devil may cry 5 didn't have that much crazy shit in that would be censored because like it's like one scene that that's censored like, and i think like one of the characters is almost naked or pretty much naked and just in the western release they don't have her naked like, like that's lame but at the same time it's like that's like one scene it's, but it's like it, when you have Tanner, these games the that are literally though. it's the principle it, the worst part is like games that are literally just anime titty jiggle physics simulators that get censored it's like right you've ruined the entire game like dead or alive where it's like the developers like we're gonna make a concerted effort to make the women less sexy it's like what's the point well, what is the entire point of dead or alive it was to pioneer titty physics that's true and They're, now we're gonna like take them away what's the point you know in the first dead or alive on ps1 there's a option where you can toggle bouncing breasts on or off yeah that and, is a option in the settings. Now it's just going to be off, and it's like, well, no one's playing Dead or Alive because it's a structurally sound fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we know why most people are there. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, and then... I'm just one of those people, too. I'm like, look, it's... Well, even even with those games, you know, there's there's been counterparts that have come out. Literally, this gen, it's been weird. There's anime titty games that are out on the switch that are not censored but the ps4 ones are that's just absolutely insane to me but on top of that i think the important thing is like with devil may cry for example i talked about you know the nudity and they're being censored this is not a rated e or rated t game this is a rated m game this is designed for audiences 17 or 18 and older than that so that's it's not like you have to axe it out to get a teen rating it's like no this game is for a mature audience. If a 12-year-old child, and this is my own opinion on it, but if a 12-year-old child gets a hold of the game and the parent complains because of that scene, you weren't doing your job as a parent because you somehow allowed that game 
to come into your household, whether you were the one who bought yeah. it or whether you didn't monitor what your kids were purchasing and playing. You are to blame on that. However, if it was like a T-rated game and you got it for your kid and it had that, I understand what the concern is. Yeah, obviously. And like games like that, you look at the little ESRB thing on the back, it'll tell you what's in the game. So if you see M and it says nudity, maybe don't get that for your 12-year-old because it's like, you know, when I was young, my parents would like let us play Halo and stuff because it's like you're shooting aliens and stuff. But when it came to like Grand Theft Auto and stuff that was more like real, they would be like, no, Grand Theft Auto, you're too young for that. Right. Well, and I'm sure not only with the content, but also the context, too. And it sounds kind of silly saying exactly. that, but it's like, OK, well, like, let's say you're parents and you're kind of selective on M-rated games. You probably don't want your kids to play, you know, run and gun sex simulator. But come on, like you're. You, let your kid play Halo. It's a game where you are a superhuman of some kind. I'm just saying that there. But, you know, a, a very strong human here in this case, a heavily refined soldier. And you are yeah. killing other... You're killing aliens to save Earth, to save the human race. Like, as a parent, you should be supporting that. It's like, no, we want you to save the human race with your spare time. Do this. Think about the future, yeah, little Billy. It, it's not like no one's going to play that game and think, oh, I should go kill aliens in real life. Aliens don't, they don't exist. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> they give like a 12 year old Grand Theft Auto and they start like banging hookers and smoking crack. They're going to be like, oh, this, you know, it's actually kind of cool. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think it also depends on, you know, the, uh, not only the context, but also, you know, if, if you're going to talk about that stuff with your kid, how, how much that's going to affect yeah. them. Like if it directly affects them and such, then I mean, you need to be aware of that. But there's kids like I was playing those games when I was young, when I was 10, 11, 12. And I, I had a very clear distinction between facts and fiction and what not to do and what not to do and what to emulate and what to actually do in real life and such and what not to do. So my parents weren't all too worried about handing me those games as long as right. I understood that it had, you know, a good head on my shoulders, so to speak, on that. But I, think, I, I kind of, um, I, I mentioned that the alien invasion type thing just because it sounds silly saying that again, but I had spoken with a mom where that is how she was thinking and she was even telling me, like, she lets her, she told me she lets her kid play Minecraft because her, her kid's quite young and, I mean, Minecraft's okay for any age. But she's like, yeah, Minecraft's about killing zombies and all that. And I look at that and I don't see anything wrong with it. He's not killing humans. He's killing zombies. Zombies are bad. You need to kill them. So I'm not teaching him anything bad by letting him play Minecraft. Yeah, I mean, that's like super wholesome games. Exactly. Games go. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like the most like wholesome. Most, most people, who, I mean, who play games that aren't like five understand the difference between reality and a game. I would hope so. But obviously, you just, it's like, you don't want to introduce your kid to like super adult shit before they're ready. It's like the stuff that goes on in like a Grand Theft Auto game gets pretty dark. You Truly. know, you got like Trevor torturing some dude. Oh, yeah. In like I a remember warehouse that. or whatever. I need to play it's through like, that yeah, game again. Maybe, That's all I'm thinking maybe, of now. <laughs> maybe a 12 year old or like, you know, probably shouldn't see that. Well, you know? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not <laughs> super good. I mean, nowadays, I'm sure most kids are, like, so desensitized to that shit because you can just go online and watch people die. Exactly. So it's, like, probably not really that graphic in comparison to other stuff, but it's, like, it's just, it's really weird how that stuff gets through. And then, like, an anime titty game, it's like, oh, we got to censor this. This is just it's corrupting our children. It's like, dude, 
do you understand the kind of people that buy this? <laughs> it's, it's fucking me out there on the front lines picking these. <laughs> Those are the people you want supporting. That's going to be your core fam. That, that's that's going to be your oh. backbone right that, there. When everyone yeah. else is gone, the people who are buying those games are still going to support the PlayStation because it has those games. And it's like, well, now the PC gets them at least like yeah, at that's some true. point. Usually later, so it's like you don't really got to worry about it. And if they're if they are censored, usually the developers are cool and will just be like, hey, go to our website and download the patch to make it the normal game again. Oh, right, because like Steam normally has the censored versions and then you have to patch them. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I think they've been getting better at having like games uncensored on there, but some stuff is like still there. Just like, now nah, we won't touch it. That's good. Because it's like everything's weird here where it's like violence is cool but you show an anime titty it's like we gotta we need to stop this and it's like well come on man i'm just trying to play senran kagura over here <laughs> for the deep gameplay i just picked up uh, my first senran kagura game actually i got a uh, like an bone appetite on one? the uh, no it's not oh, the real yeah. one i got bone appetite on the uh, on the vita it was a limited run games release so i decided to pick it up that's fair yeah it looked I'm, it, I'm it, sure looked, it looked nice all right I was gonna say I'm sure that one's like a comfy ass game. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like the the normal games are just like total. I mean, it's just like a a beat 'em up or whatever, whatever you call those ones. Yeah, I, I know there was a, like uh, there was another game that was kind of like that where um it, it was it was the one it was on Switch where you massage all the characters and stuff, and I oh, yeah. I think it came out in Japan and then it came to the U.S. <laughs> eShop and shout out to Exceed, but he had said he's oh, just yeah, like those guys are dope. Yeah, but but he had ended up well not Exceed one person oh. Exceed who who follows the channel oh, and all that. Okay. I thought you said Exceed. No 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 no. But but shout out to him because I I had joked about getting it on Twitter and he's like yeah I'm gonna tell you honestly I, I picked it up on the Japanese eShop and uh, it's not really that good so just 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 don't get it it's it's not that good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those games aren't that great. It just it just really irks me when they censor that shit or just like like even like if sometimes it feels like self-censorship where they made a Senran Kagura anime and I remember the first season is rated like PG-13 and I'm like this just seems like the antithesis of everything that this this whole franchise is about. <laughs> Why is this rated PG-13? Who did this? Who hurt you? <laughs> This game is not supposed to have broad mass appeal. <laughs> it's supposed to have appealing broads. <laughs> exactly. No, I agree. I agree. It's like <laughs> it just like doesn't make any sense. I'm like, do you guys not understand who your main audience is? Because it's not. I mean, I'm sure a lot of like 13, 14 year olds are super into it. But <laughs> the people who are actually shelling out money for this shit, <laughs> it's not. It's not 13 year old kids. That's true. Like you want to probably not sell some goddamn games. Just, just give the people what they want. <laughs> like I don't know. And the Japanese people tend to do that, and then they bring it over here, and it's like, oh, we need to censor this. This this doesn't align with our Western values. It's like it's because it's not a Western game. Like, yeah, you know, it's like it's like Pokemon changing rice balls into donuts all over again. <laughs> Nothing better than a jelly-filled donut. Oh my god. <laughs> Some things we just don't have to adapt, all right? Exactly. It's like, come on, you give the people some credit. Like, I'm sure people know what a rice ball is. I, I remember <laughs> one thing, and I was thinking of this because this is something that was a bit near and dear to me because I, I did play through Persona 4 Golden and very much enjoyed it, but I can't think of the name. I think it starts with a K. Um, do you know the um, 
is it a komatsu? I'm not sure. It's pretty much like those things that might be like in a Japanese household. And it's kind of this table. It's either. A, oh, a kotatsu. Kotatsu. That's it. That's it. Um, that was, you know, something very specific to Japan. And it's a type of furry table type thing. Almost. You could say, um, I think yeah. it warms you up too. I, I'm pretty it's sure. Got like a little heater underneath. Correct. That's it. So I know that was one thing where I, I think I saw a video on this, but in Persona 4 Golden, they have a mention of that. At one point, the Katatsu ends up breaking. So the family has to go out, get a new one, and then they're all excited and, you know, all is well. And then it goes on to the next day. And um, that worked all well and good in Japan. But then when they localized it, they're just like, shit, uh, nobody outside Japan knows what the hell this is. So then it became a challenge. It's like, well, we can change it to something else. Well, wait a minute. Why should we change it? Why don't we just provide context to it so we end up using this as a learning experience and we can teach people outside of Japan what the hell a kotatsu is? And I got to learn about that through playing the game. And that's just, that's good localization right there, in my opinion. They didn't have to sacrifice or change any of the stuff that makes it Japanese, but they just added context to it so it made sense to people like me who'd never heard of it. Yeah, the uh, surprisingly, the localization in Persona 3, 4, and 5 is, like, really good. I like believe Atlas it. USA does, like, a... Well, I imagine probably because they're owned by Atlas, it may, uh, you know, kind of gives them easier access to, like, well, what what did you actually mean here? Right, right. Whereas, like, you know, they're actually the same company. Whereas you get, like, other companies where it's, like, just some guys who, like, aren't really associated with the main company. And then it's, like, well, in our... Uh, understanding of Japanese this is what this means and then it's like well sort of works but sounds kind of weird and awkward <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's the difference mm. between like you know a, a, in my opinion a bad localization a proper localization a, a bad one is just going to be a straight translation no context but a good one would be like that example in Persona 4 where we don't have to change the core of the game and something that is really local to the area in the game itself and a part of Japanese culture. We're going to keep this in here. We're going to translate it, but we're also going to provide the proper context so that people who don't know about this are aware of it. Yeah, I've actually, like, through a a few decent translations, like, you end up learning just, like, little bits and pieces of Japanese culture. It's like, oh, that's what that means. I get it. And it's like, you know, instead of just, like, well, this word doesn't translate, so we're just going to, like, throw in like a fucking two paragraph translator's note trying to explain what the hell's going on here (laughs) and instead it's like well we can actually you know actually just have this happen in the story and then not only does the the same scene play out but people learn what the fuck we're talking about (laughs) exactly (laughs) everyone you know gets a little smarter yeah no i i i i am a big fan of good localization but there's a lot of just bad localization that kind of really really irks me a little bit like i don't know enough about japanese to like translate it but i feel like the way a lot of people localize stuff i'm just like it's either it's a lot of the time like way too literal where it's like dude you can just swap that out with something that sounds like more natural yeah that means the same thing over here like (laughs) oh man although the the weirdest one is like they do this in persona and it's it's just so weird when they include like the the like honorifics and they're all speaking english but then at the end of someone's name they'll like call them senpai or whatever it's just like oh there's really nothing you could do there huh i i don't i don't mind that (laughs) 
like like i get it there's not there's nothing you could do it just it just seems so weird when everything else is in english it's just like there's really no win condition (laughs) because it's either you translate it and it sounds even worse or you just kind of leave it and everyone knows what it's like i get it yeah but it's still just like oh oh. (laughs) (laughs) it's actually not so bad in persona but i've seen some like anime dubs where they do that and it's like it's bad Yeah, it's better when you guys just don't do that (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's like you really don't have to we don't say that here (laughs) but we do yeah well that's life you know it's tough out there true I, i I can't imagine like doing that shit as a job because like it must be difficult. But yeah, no matter what you do, someone's gonna complain. I imagine. Yeah. It's like someone out there and be like, yeah. "Ah, well, it's, it's shit because it's it's in English." It's like, well, what the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> Put all this goddamn work in. <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, I do have one other thing I want to touch up on, and then we can uh, we can wrap this up here. But uh, this is one thing I like to ask at the end. We've been talking about, you know, all these games here. and They're kind of almost flirting around the topic. But uh, I, I want to ask you, what games are you currently playing right now? Oh, right now? Actually, I've been uh, getting kind of obsessively into this game called Kenshi. I have not heard of it. Okay, it's uh, it's on Steam. But uh, it's like, it was not early access for like ever, I guess. But it recently came out not that long ago. And it's just like, uh, kind of just like a super open-ended, like sandbox, and you can kind of just do whatever you want. Like you, you pick like a bunch of different starts, but basically you just start as some like nameless dude. You just kind of suck at everything. <laughs> you, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to play. Like you can literally just like wander around town to town, like being a trader and never fighting, or you can go like full, just like try and just be the best fighter in the whole game i guess but uh like you can recruit more people into your squad and as you get more people it start like it goes from being like an rpg to like almost an rts where you've got like a home base where a bunch of dudes are just like automated working shit like just generating you money while you're controlling just like massive groups of people it's it's a it's hard to describe because you can literally just do anything. I mean, that last like, part, I was thinking of like the 3D Grand Theft Autos where you take over gang territories and all that and you're generating money. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Like right now, I got a little got a little settlement set up. We're growing a bunch of crops. I'm making alcohol, just making bank. And it's like, I don't know, there's just like tons of different factions and it's like there's no indefinite story or whatever. But if you just interact with like different factions or whatever, you can kind of just do like what you like the world literally lets you do whatever you want. Like I, I, uh, I got attacked by this one faction, so I captured a couple of their guys and fed them to cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> like you can just do like anything. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Jeebus, that's crazy. Yeah, I, or I got attacked by these guys who wanted to turn me into slaves, so I beat the shit out of them and made them slaves. Like took them to a slave trader <laughs> and sold them. <laughs> like, it's it's pretty. How like, did you find yeah. out about this game? I watched some dude's video. This sounds I, so I crazy. Is is it on PC or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like full PC. It's uh, Steam. It's like yes. Okay, okay, okay. Steam. Cool. But it's it's like a it's a very cool game. Like it, it's really Holy easy. Holy shit! To just get link that to me after like the hours. show. I wanna like I'm just I'm just so interested in this now. <laughs> My God. Yeah. No. It's 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 pretty intense. Like the amount of stuff you can do. Like there's this, and like all the factions. Like if you take out a faction like the world's kind of reactive like in their mods to make it even more so but like 
the the other powers in the area will kind of like fill in the power vacuum that you create and like there are consequences so if you take out a certain faction another faction might get really big and just like out of control and then you got to take care of them so it's uh like just just in the fact that you can basically just create your own narrative of what you want to do it's like that's pretty sick that's awesome it's it's the kind of game like I do like games with just like a set story like those are as long as it's a good story it's fun but a game where it's just like the mechanics are all pretty sound I mean there's a lot of glitches it's a bit jank but it's like there's a good game in there so it's like I can just I could just sit and just like play that for for hours and hours because there's just so much to do like at the, currently I'm trying to get super all my squad jacked up so we can just have roving death squads to go take out these like cannibals that are all around because they keep attacking every once in a while and it's just it's it's just making me real frustrated so I'm like we got to get jacked and I'm just going to go around with roving squads and just just eviscerate them all <laughs> right on it's uh definitely an interesting game I'm uh, I haven't I'm heard about anything fan. like that that's awesome <laughs> yeah I honestly am kind of surprised at just how much you can do like it's a super I, I ambitious think game my problem is i don't really get into those games unfortunately because i'm i'm very much a person where i need a goal of some kind and those like completely yeah. open-ended ones i'm like these just do not work for me for also, for what i need to do it's it's very very brutal at the start like to get anything done like it is literally dark souls it's I hate honestly, that comparison, by the way. No. It's, I hate that. Every single game is compared to Dark Souls, and I hate I it. <laughs> oh, it's as hard as... It's like, yeah, Dark Souls isn't actually that hard. It's literally just, like, Japanese Dark Souls. Yeah, but uh, this... I remember, like, the first thing that happened to me in that game, I, like, walked outside of a town, and I was like, all right, I'm going to walk to this, this way on the road, and hopefully I'll end up in another town. And, like, some homeless-looking dude started attacking me, and it was one guy. So I was like, well, I could probably take him. I'm one guy. He's one guy. We're both wearing rags and have sticks. It was a fair fight. <laughs> I got I got my ass kicked. And while I was knocked out, some dudes came by, and they're like, yeah, you're a slave now. So I, I became a slave within my first, like, hour of playing. <laughs> Damn. And then had to escape. It's like... And you can, like, lose limbs and shit, and if your arm gets cut off, you've literally got to go to a store and buy a new arm, like a prosthetic robot arm to stick on. Like, like it's... This just sounds so... Like, is this a 3D game at all? Yeah, yeah, it's totally Damn. 3D. It's... All uh, right. It plays a little weird. Like, it doesn't... Like, you don't... I don't know. You don't play... Like, you click around to move your guys, like... Like I said, when you get a shitload of people, it's like an RTS where you just like select a bunch of units and move them places to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, if you are controlling just one person, like you can do. It almost plays a little bit like RuneScape, where you can do some like crazy micromanagement and like. Oh man, see for manually me, Ru- RuneScape I never got into. That's another one of those games you, you need. Like, yeah, I I just don't do the open ended thing, man. Nah, see, it's it's a little bit. Shit less like this just sounds shitty. so cool, but I just I know I won't get it's into a lot it. Of investment. I know it definitely I know. is like a massive investment because like to get anything done, you've just got to build your way up. Like, I actually had like the most heartbreaking thing happen because I was like just going around wandering because you kind of have to at some point to unlock the later like research technology stuff. You got to go like plunder old ruins and find books and shit. So. If you don't do that, you just kind of can't progress. So while I was doing that, I, like, went away from my base for a while. And there's, like, a... Since I'm really close to, like, a major settlement or whatever the game just has, 
Like if, if someone comes and attacks my base, if I can't beat them, I can just take everyone and make them run into this town that's really close and they're basically like they won't die, so it's not so bad. <laughs> right on. And all the people that come to raid me, they just want to kill my guys so they don't steal anything from me. So it's like there's literally no point in sticking around if I can't beat them. Mm-hmm. But I did that, but I guess I left my guys out of the town for too long that I had built. And when I got back with all my dudes, after getting all this like research and stuff, my entire, like the game glitched or something, and my whole settlement was just gone. <sighs> like, it just didn't remember any no. of my buildings because I didn't leave anyone there. And I was like... That's so disheartening cool. for a bit. But in like a span of a couple hours, I just totally rebuilt everything. And since I didn't know what I was doing at first, my first town kind of sucked and there wasn't a lot of space. So I just made it like way more efficient. And now I'm just like doing so much better. And it's like, oh, it feels good, man. Right on. It felt good to like finally get back. And I was like, okay, I'm no longer poor again. <laughs> we have walls. But it's like, oh, it was so, like, after all that work, too, because, like, the world map is, like, it's huge. It takes forever to walk across the thing. And I had sent my dudes, like, literally walking, like, around the whole thing, more or less. Right on. And, like, by the time that, I get back, it's like, oh, sweet, I got to I gotta start from scratch. Okay. That kind of reminds <laughs> me of when I tried to drive from one end of uh, the, the map in L.A. Noir to the other, and it's just so painfully accurate uh, on top of the cars <laughs> being slow because it's accurate. Dude, it's fucking huge, man. I didn't make it. I got, like, halfway. I spent, like, 40 minutes driving, got halfway across the city, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, isn't there some game like Fuel that has an insanely huge map as well? It I don't takes, know. It like, hours and hours to drive across. I don't know about Fuel. I can't attest to that. But L.A. Noir okay. is amazingly and painfully accurate to old-style L.A. Well, at least it doesn't have, like, new-style L.A. traffic. Yeah. Make it even worse. That's true, yeah. So it might have actually been <laughs> even better on L.A. Noir. <laughs> Man. Yeah, no, like, some stuff like that's, like it's it's like super ambitious but at the same time it's like you're never gonna see like literally everything in a game world that size no you can't but that also makes it pretty sweet because then it's like when you play through again it's like oh is this this whole thing's going on over here i didn't even know about exactly <laughs> so it's like i don't know that's a nice thing yeah, with exploring like the graphed auto games and all that just like finding organic stuff like that or little secrets yeah, I, I can see why you don't play too many super open-ended games, because, yeah, it's 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 just a massive time sink. And if you don't, especially a game like Kenshi, like, this startup is so brutally punishing. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally can't fight anyone. I the love first, the like, idea of this. I just, I know I wouldn't enjoy playing yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's like, it sounds really awesome in idea, but in practice, it's like, if you can't handle, like, just the, the sheer crushing <laughs> difficulty at the start, it's like, I've... Still, even now, if, like, my best guys are out roaming around, 99% of encounters, I just have to run. Because if I don't, <laughs> I will get killed. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, even some of the weaker enemies, like, you run into cannibals or whatever, and they have no armor and pretty shitty weapons. But there's, like, 50 of them. And they're and cannibals. Like, and you're human. You're yeah. food. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, even if I could one-on-one fight these guys, it's like, they're... There's so many. They'll just gang up on my guys, knock them all out, take them back to base, and eat our skin. You need to get someone who looks at people the way Lily looks at bunnies. (laughs) She thinks they're food. Because technically they are food, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe 
if I get super far, I'll just install a mod that lets you team up with the cannibals. Join the cannibal faction. Do that shit. <laughs> Start eating people myself. You can't beat them, join them, right? Exactly. So that, that's been your big game you've been playing? Yeah, no, it's like consumed like the last like month at least where like Jeebus. every day after work I come home and play for like seven, eight hours sometimes. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So that's where you're talking about, hey, I'm only going to survive on five hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, whenever we started, or I guess whenever I woke up, or maybe a bit after that. I don't that was know. like 4.30 like my time, something like that. Yeah, I think, I think around 6 year time is sometimes when I go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> that's like my cutoff Wait, 6 for the very latest. Or? No, 6 p.m. your oh, time, okay, so that's okay. like 4 for me. Okay, gotcha. So, so I sleep from like 4 to 9, and that's that's not good. <laughs> Uh, definitely not healthy but the game is just so good and there's so much stuff i want to do i'm just like i gotta get good hey man i i like to burn the candle at both ends as well and then i get sick and then miserable and then i have to sleep so you know it happens yeah Yeah, luckily i was i was sick not that long ago so it should be a while before i'm sick again (laughs) (laughs) usually like once a year oh man so yeah i i didn't get amazing enough i actually i did not get sick at all in 2018 but um aside from you know like an odd like stomach thing here and there i didn't get a cold or flu uh right at the beginning of 2019 though literally january 1st january 2nd got sick so yeah that was nice i mean you you got a clean year yeah that's true i had one clean year which i was very happy about honestly that's that's pretty rare to not even get like a cold yeah, and because I generally get sick once or twice a year, except the the, yeah. the anomaly was, of course, last year I didn't get sick, and then uh, my first year of college, I for a bit I was getting sick almost every month because nobody knew how the fuck to wash their hands. Oh yeah, and I mean like, I don't know how bad it is ever. There's like a cold and flu season. There every is. Year. Yeah. It's like just once a year, like everyone starts getting sick, and it's like. Most of the time, I just totally miss out on that, and then, like, a month or two later, I'm just, like, sick for no reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, last time I was sick, it was actually really bad. I had, like, a fever for, like, a bunch of days, and I didn't even realize it, and, like, oh, I took you, an extra day off work. You probably just, like, went, didn't really feel it all that much. I've had yeah, that before. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice it, but then I went to work, and as soon as I fucking walked in the door to work, I was like, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I just felt so horrible, and it's like the whole night was just some like fucked up fever dream where I didn't really know what was going on. I was just like sweaty, and then like as soon as I went home, like an hour after I got home, my fever broke. I was fine. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I was I, like I, that was like the worst night ever. But yeah, now I'm I, fine. Awesome. I do remember the worst flu I had in college. I had a real like not a super dangerous, but I had a high fever. And uh, I didn't realize it, but I went to the doctor. They said I had a fever. They gave me a bunch of medicine and all that. And I remember the moment my fever broke because I took that, like, I, I shouldn't have been driving, but I was driving around, I was doing shop and doing all my stuff because I live by myself. And then I took the medicine and maybe 30, 30 minutes, an hour later, all of a sudden, like the hazy feeling I was in just kind of lifted and I hadn't been sweating really all that much, but all of a sudden I just got drenched in a pool of sweat <laughs> like I was, yeah. I was at this stage where I wasn't sweating, but I wasn't hot, but I wasn't cold either. But I was just kind of like in this kind of hazy mode. Yeah, it's like it's kind of uncomfortable, but when you start just like sweating it out like that, it's actually super relieving. Yeah, uh, uh, and you just kind of like. Uh, 
So apparently I've never done this. I need to do this the next time I have a fever, but I'd heard about this from the H3H3 podcast. Apparently what you're supposed to do to break a fever, because you know, the feeling you want to do, you want to get into a hot shower for like an hour and then just get under 10 blankets. But that's actually not what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do if you want to focus on breaking the fever is cold shower. Don't do hot shower, do a cold shower. So you bring your body temperature down and then lay lay in bed and just rest and either wear minimal clothing or no clothing and then if you wear, use a sheet use a very light sheet because what you're doing is you're going to be cold and uncomfortable but you have to do that to force your body's temperature down a, a, enough of a deviance from your actual fever to the point where your fever will break and you'll just start sweating everything out and that's how you're supposed to break a fever see like that makes sense but also, like, the whole reason you have a fever and the reason your body gets hot is to kill the sick stuff inside you. <laughs> right, so right. that seems but, like that's effective if you, like, just have a fever and your sickness is basically gone but and you the, just want to get rid of the fever. The thing is, though, Tanner, the, the reason why that's mentioned is because um, if you get into the shower, you get a real hot shower going, and then you bundle up a whole ton, your body is hot because it's trying to fight, but you're essentially overheating your body and then you don't want your fever to get too high because all you're doing at that point if you're just piling on clothes and you're in a hot shower and all this stuff you're just making your body temperature go up and it's not because it's fighting it's because you're trying to get to a comfortable point and you're forcing your body temperature to rise to match your fever see my my thought process on it was was to just burn out the sickness so that's why i would like bundle up right and just right. like like i would wrap myself up on my blankets in a way so that i would generate like maximum heat like to the point where i was uncomfortable like sweating in my bed but i was like just burn it out <laughs> <laughs> but you know that now that i'm thinking about it, it's like yeah that's yeah you don't want to well, get too hot because that like messes and that's up why your brain. yeah and that's why doctors <laughs> will give you you know medicine and all that to break your fever or you take medicine explicitly to break your fever yeah i it's making a lot of sense it's like oh yeah maybe maybe just trying to like overheat myself isn't good yeah <laughs> you don't want to i mean do it's that. like it's if you just think about it on the surface it makes sense though it's like well my body gets hot to fight cold so if i make it more hot then uh, it'll go away faster but right? if your if your temperature gets up to like 105 or something i mean that's you can cause brain damage <laughs> Ah, I fucking hope so. That's <laughs> what I'm aiming for, man. Jesus Get me Christ. out of here. <laughs> if oh, I could man. just lose enough smarts so I'm not like self-aware and I don't think about things, that'd be great. The dream <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah, like if I could just live the current life I am now, but just be blissfully ignorant, like, dude, I'd be living the dream. <laughs> it's like that's that's the only thing separating people from true happiness is just like that that bit of self-awareness if you just like totally once you once you stop giving a fuck i mean it's easy (laughs) yeah but like most normal people like i don't know about you like i can't just turn that off you know i i understand that i feel guilty about it no i understand (laughs) i am aware so i have to be you know cognizant but it's like if you just didn't have that you there's no guilt because you don't you don't know what the fuck's going on exactly <laughs> every day's a brand new adventure you wake up the sun's shining and you're just like what a great day here on planet earth you go outside and fucking go for a walk everything's beautiful 
you go to work at you can work literally anywhere and it's great because you're like well i got a job and the people here are nice and i get to buy food it's and like, food's you know. all I need, but let me, uh, hey, Tan, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you here. Let, let me get to the games I've been playing. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I have a you few gotta, more. What have you been doing? Yeah, yeah. I so, haven't talked to you in a bit here. Yeah, so uh, I, I finished, uh, finally finished Diablo 3 on Switch. Shout out to Devin, otherwise known as Paranoid Coder, who got me that as Christmas present. He accidentally got me that because uh, I asked for Doom, and he got that confused with Diablo, but it worked out because I actually wanted, I actually wanted Diablo more than Doom. I I asked for the wrong present in the end, but uh, oh, hey, it all worked out. Yeah, no, but I, I very much enjoyed Diablo three, so that's you know playing through it again. I played through it on PC, played through it on uh, on PS four, played through it on Switch now. And the thing is with Diablo, it's like you don't you don't play the game just to beat it once. You're supposed to go through it a bunch a bunch of times. That's that's what it yeah. is. There's no true multiplayer component, but um, and there's co op, isn't there? There's co op, but not you know a true multiplayer. Yeah, you're not going against other people. Exactly. But, um, yeah, no, I, I finished that. I ended up finishing Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. And, Tanner, do you know anything about the No More Heroes series? No, I don't think I've even heard of that. I, I mean, it came out on uh, it came out on Wii. It's, you know, one of, one uh, of the few mature games on the Wii. There was two of them. And then the first one ended up getting remade for ps3 and 360 without the motion controls and stuff and um it's it's a cool series i definitely recommend checking it out so they end up making this kind of interlude where it's not no more heroes 3 but it's somewhere in the timeline and i feel like i did my part all right I picked up the game. It's discount. It's like 30 bucks or you can pay 40 to get the physical version that has the season pass. And then I end up with discounts and all. I got it for like $21 physical. So I picked it up. And and the main thing is I feel like I did my part because I'd like to see no more heroes come to switch. And apparently they're judging the sales of this. And if this sells well enough, then no more heroes three will come. If it doesn't sell well, no more heroes three is not going to happen. So this is kind of the bullet you have to bite, but um, it's not that good of a game. Like it's it's Ooh. very much. I mean, it's it's very meta. It breaks the fourth wall a ton, but the implementation of it is you play as Travis Touchdown, and I didn't even really pay that much attention to the story. The story, the delivery, is just not that good on it. Um, but y- you have this console called the Death Drive Mark II. And there's like seven or eight games that you play through and then you're meeting the creator at the end and you're trying to get him out of there. But each of these games plays about the same. It's just a top-down type game where you're attacking enemies and stuff. It's really repetitive. The combat's not the best. And Tanner, the worst thing, the absolute worst thing is between all these games, you have to get onto your motorcycle and there's these sequences where you're going on this adventure and it's all green and black, and it's text-based, and you have to read oh. text for anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes. Okay, that's pretty rough. And it is trying to be so self-aware and so just ironic and meta and funny, and even the first one took me like 15 minutes to read, and the second one, it was aware of itself enough where like three minutes in you know the dialogue is just like hey well no one's reading this so let's just finish this it's something like that but even one of the other ones i just tried it like near the end i was just slamming through it just pressing the a button to get through it 
on one of them, just with me slamming the A button, it took me like six or seven minutes to get through this entire piece of dialogue. Oh, yeah, stuff like that. It's like, it's one thing if it's voiced and you just got to listen to someone for a bit. It's like, at least, you know, you're just listening. But especially like a newer game like that, it's like, I, I've played, I've played like Morrowind a little bit. And you go talk to someone, you get like a huge paragraph. It's kind of disheartening because you got to read it all. <laughs> but like in a newer game it's like you should you kind of expect better nowadays where it's like a wall of text is just like that's yeah and it's kind of unacceptable it, <laughs> it's like everyone it can was, read but like dude i don't want to sit there and read the grimoire cards and, and he, in your game and here's the thing ha huh? nice destiny but here's the thing <laughs> when it comes down to like for example do you know about um xeno gears did you ever play through that or do you know anything about i it? i've heard of xeno gears so but- it, didn't play it. it's apparently it's it's a two disc game on the playstation i've never played through it 100 percent, so i didn't get to this point but apparently when it was in development the story is great on there and it's supposed to be great from start to finish but they didn't really know how to develop a 3d game at the time and they were just kind of under crunch and all that stuff so disc one is supposed to be just excellent like you play through the game it's like yes this is awesome this is everything it jrpg on the ps1 supposed to be the second disc though the story is better but the gameplay isn't because essentially it becomes a wall of text where it tells you what's going on and there's music in the background and then there's a boss fight and then it tells you what happens next and then there's a boss fight and then it tells you what happens next and there's a boss fight and they did that because they wanted to tell the full story in the game, but they didn't have enough time to develop the rest of it. And you can tell because there's like background images and everything is there, but you don't actually play through the game, so to speak. You're just really battling yeah. the bosses and doing other little things. This is, it sounds similar to it. The difference is Xenogears actually kept you going from what I understood, while as Travis Strikes Again, this game, I just wanted to get through it near the end, and it was painful to get through near the end, but I finished it, the credits rolled, I took the cartridge out, I popped it in the case, I'm I'm just, I'm done with it. I played, I played through it, it wasn't that good of a game, but I supported the developers, I paid for it, No More Heroes 3, please happen. That That's what I'm waiting for on that, but it's, it's not that good. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit disappointing, especially from like a developer who's like you you want to support and it's just like uh, it's uh, it's not that good <laughs> yeah yeah no and, and there's like, and there's parts where it shines like the, the the different games the seven or eight games that you play in there like there's one where for example it is really reminiscent of like a ps1 horror game almost i was like oh this is great no god damn it it's the same thing we're just fighting enemies from a top-down perspective they could have just yeah. done so much more there's one game where it's like a super it, it you're doing all the fighting and stuff and there's little sections where you have to drive your motorcycle and beat this other one in a race you would think they would design the whole game around racing no they don't they only dedicate a few parts to it and it's not even that good so very poor implementation across the board of so many things yeah that's not super great and i imagine that like text-based thing in between or whatever was oh it's horrible like- yeah, I imagine that's something that in theory sounded really cool and it's like, oh, it harkens back to like old text-based adventure games and people get a kick out of this, but it's like, you know why people don't usually play old text-based adventure games anymore? <laughs> so there's a reason. The problem is this was just so out of place too where it's this action-packed game and it's essentially you're driving 60 miles per hour 
on a 60 mile per hour speed limit highway. And then when you hit these, you're just driving at five miles per hour for 20 minutes at a time. That's how it feels. It's like one thing. If you expect that from a game from the get go, you start up a JRPG or something. Obviously there's just going to be walls of text. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like that's just how it happens. So like that, that Xenogears game, it's like, yeah, you get to the second half. I imagine that's probably pretty lackluster compared to the first. But the thing is, apparently the story, like it, it, the story is what kept you going because that's what everyone insists on. It's like, no, the story was better on disc two, but the action and implementation was better on disc one. Yeah, it, it sounds like the first disc was like, this is what the game's supposed to be like. The second one's like, we didn't have time to finish it all. That's exactly what happened. We this great happened. visual novel and boss fights for it. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is exactly what's happened, what was explained. And it's like, you know, in that instance, at least they have a reason for doing it that way. It's not like, well, we just kind of stylistically wanted to do this. It's like, well, we didn't have enough time, all right? Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. like the CD can only hold so much st- like stuff. Like we're working on PS1 technology. What do you want from us? And also they're like, oh, we kind of blew our load on the first disc and we still have half a d- another disc of story to tell. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure once they go through halfway, it's like, oh, we still got to still gotta code that, huh? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, the other game, I mean, I guess... I guess I can add this in. I'm still playing Kingdom Hearts. I'm playing the first one right now. Thanks to PS4 Remote Play, I've chipped away a little bit more at that. Um, that'll probably take me a bit to get to, the, like, to get through. But uh, the final game, I just started this last night. And on a completely opposite note from what I just explained, it, it have you played, or I, I guess, no, you don't have it, but um, have you uh, heard of Golf Story? Golf? I've, I have heard of Golf Story. Oh, man, dude, it is... I guess the best way to explain it, it is so charming. It is just relaxing, fun to play. It is a golfing RPG, and it's just so <laughs> charming and such a treat to play through. And oh my goodness, I just I, I feel like I'm like what I'm cleansing myself now after playing through Tri- Travis Strikes again because I picked this up physically thanks to Limited Run Games, and I was able to just pop that in my Switch, start playing, and oh my goodness, it is just. It just makes you smile, and it's so enjoyable to play through. And even if you don't give a shit about golf, it's so fun to play through, man. No, I, I'm i with you on that. Sometimes you need a good palate cleanser like that, like something just light and fun. And exactly. Just, like, just maybe a little goofy, just like, oh, this, this is a comfy game. Sit down, play some golf story, <laughs> like a golf RPG. It sounds kind of ridiculous on the face of it, but it's like that, that does sound like it'd be like just a super chill game to play my girlfriend thought it was ridiculous because her description was no it's golf and she's just not interested in golf i'm like no it's supposed to be really good and like i'm playing it i'm like no i fucking love this game so far this is this is great (laughs) so far i can recommend golf story if you have a switch yeah i'll uh i've been meaning to get one at some point actually (laughs) i'm just gonna keep linking them to you i know we talked about this because you're looking for one kind of at a discount and i'm just like every time i find one for a good deal i just link it to you I was going to get one, but I had to buy a new phone, so I... That's important. I, yeah, I kind of sucked. One day my phone just stopped working, and it just never turned on ever again. That was kind of a bummer. Oh, you got to <laughs> love it when no that reason. happens. Yeah, it was, like, plugged in and everything. I think the battery must have just, like, totally ate it, because it was doing some weird stuff where it would be at, like, 25% and just, like, shut off. It's, like, all low power, and then you turn it back on. It's like, yeah, it's actually fine. I was lying <laughs> before. Right, right. <laughs> So I, I imagine the battery just shorted up, but it's such a such a bummer, dude. I believe it. I believe that, man. Not cool. 
Anyways, mm. with that with that heavy-hearted note with the phone, <laughs> I'd like to go <laughs> ahead and wrap this piece. up here, man, because it's been like two and a half hours. I'm definitely kind of tapping out on my end. Um, I want to get these damn headphones off, I'm going to be honest. But oh, yeah, well, you're starting to hurt. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not wearing comfortable <laughs> headphones right now. Oh, you got to get got to get those ergonomic headphones i should i should i just i, I don't i'm anyways that's a whole other thing i don't want to i don't want to sit here and complain <laughs> if you if y'all made it to the end you're listening thank you so much for this tanner where the hell can people find you and if if you want to uh, plug anything i'll be more than happy to put it down below in the youtube description for this video once it goes live on my channel uh i guess if you want to follow i don't tweet very often but uh, you find me on there at at pajama peter uh, uh, I guess YouTube Zoltan Squid would be where I'd upload pretty much anything now, and then uh, Payama on on SoundCloud. Uh, I believe the SoundCloud link is SoundCloud.com/slash literal bag of trash. <laughs> that is it. That's it. Okay. So yeah, you can find me there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, you can send me a uh, aim message. <laughs> Oh man, that's a uh, you know that's dead, man. Oh, rip. it's Sorry, dead. Man. You can link my IRC in the description. That's still around, or or your ICQ number, <laughs> <laughs> man. But yeah, yeah, that's that. Those are the major ones. Right on. I, I'll plug all those, and th- th- those are actually the three that I was going to plug anyway. So those will all be linked down below in the description if you want to follow him on Twitter, check out the uh, the anime stuff that he did on YouTube, or of course listen to his music without me talking over it. And you know what, Tanner? <laughs> thank you for all the, uh, the. Thank you for making all the awesome music. I know you don't design any of it for the channel, but I know you've always been gracious of just like let me use whatever the hell, and uh, hopefully it's helped you out a little bit oh yeah no i definitely appreciate it i mean uh, i feel like probably no one would even know i make music if if you didn't put it in your videos because like i mean it doesn't get tons of plays but whenever you put a song in your videos it obviously it's just like oh yeah people come back and actually listen to this that's cool it's it's good so shit. i, I that's, always appreciate it that's that's why i use it and i, and I take i take care of tanner too like the, the past few years you know i send a few hundred bucks his way just kind of as a hey merry christmas and thank you for doing this and then it works out because it's like i i send a few hundred canadian so it's like eight dollars us <laughs> yeah i mean you know it goes a long way over here <laughs> obviously i'm not making music for money i just do it for fun so like honestly even just putting in your videos it's uh it's a big boost for me, so I'll right. Well, I'm happy. To, I'm happy to give you that big boost, man. I've I've known you for damn like eleven years now. You said two, 2008 <laughs> with the Rock Band controller. Yeah, man. It's just been we out here. <laughs> we out here truly. We we've come a long way from annoying you with Rock Band drums to, you know, now I make music and it, it doesn't annoy you. Hell yeah. So, We've oh, leveled yeah. up. Man, it all started off with music. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call it that. I remember that app on Xbox, actually. It's like it's just like a drum pad. I remember that. Yeah, it was in play music. It was in the uh, the indie arcade. Yeah, and I would just like play music that was saved on my hard drive and then play along to it. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I can see how that'd be like the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> honestly i'm I'm sorry i did that, that was, uh, dude you no know, it's all good that's that, that's how we got to meet each other man <laughs> it's how we got to meet sometimes a bad first impression can go a long way yeah and that's the thing that's what that's why i said you never you can never change a first impression but you can definitely change 
how someone perceives you and how someone treats you, how someone looks at you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But I'm at first, sure it was memorable. Yeah. Like, hey, it was that annoying asshole. It was, but it's something <laughs> that we can, you know, sit here and laugh about, which is great. Oh man. Yeah. It, uh... I, I don't know what I was going to say. I lost <laughs> it there. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'll go ahead and intro us out. Everyone. Thank you all so much for listening to and watching this very long episode of, uh, of Mario's minute. Again, if you're wanting to watch this at all, or you're wanting to comment on it or anything, uh, please, you know, check me out on YouTube, Mr. Mario 2011. It's uploaded there in video form. If you are checking out the video and you want this in audio form, check out Mario's minute on most favorite podcasting apps and platforms. I know we're on uh, Podbean, iTunes, whatever the hell Google's using, Spotify, several others that feed into those as well. So like, for example, I use Pocket Casts. I can find it on there. Works out well oh, enough. I, I use the same one. It's great. Now, Tanner, this, best. this is one thing I do at the very end of these episodes. I like to use a keyword to see who the hell made it to the end. So we're going to pick a keyword. And if you use this keyword, please use it in your comment on the video upload. And we'll know that you made it to the end. But Tanner, what... what word should we use as a keyword uh that is a great question i don't know do you have like what what do you normally use like what what was your last one i, I don't remember what the last one was man no oh. <laughs> i remember the, the one i remember the one mvg and i used was excelsior okay uh well i guess keeping with the the squid theme we could make it like inked or something okay something squid related all right all right so uh so how about <laughs> inked if you use the word inked in your comment if you're listening to this please use the word inked in your comment anywhere on the youtube page and like on the youtube video and we'll know you made it to the end if you're watching this of course please talk about you know the time you got inked by a squid or whatever have you or maybe you got inked in splatoon i don't know and don't don't comment anything mean or my mom will call the internet police <laughs> she'll get you she'll call the entire internet no, the internet police. Oh, uh, see, you, there, you, you cut out right at the end. It just said you <laughs> should call the internet. And I was like, damn, she's going to call the entire internet. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll get it shut down. It's not that bad, though. She's, she, your, your mother's a very nice, kind woman. Oh, yeah, exactly. But she will defend her own with her with everything she's got. So oh, yeah. I'm like, a, be careful I'm like a son to her. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what? Mm. I was, guess what? Out of the three brothers, I was the one. Who was going to be at the ceremony? I, I I was I guess okay. <laughs> she said I was in the family. Out of the four brothers, I was the one who was not going to be out there. There was one who was out. You're probably I don't know what I'm I mean, saying, but probably the favorite. So I guess I don't know. <laughs> man, all right. Well, I, will. I I appreciate you having me on here. Well, thank you, man. It was it was definitely fun. I'm I'm glad I finally had you on. I've been like you were. I, I assembled a list of people I want to invite to this, like right as I started it over a year ago, and, and you were on there. So I've been meaning to ask you for a while. Well, I, it was good, and you know, I I hopefully don't sound as dead fish as I did last time. I've no. livened up. No, no, no. You don't. You don't. Thankfully, filled with the spirit of life today. <laughs> <laughs> dead fished. I like that. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching and listening, everyone. Until next month.